People are talking. Oh, if people are talking too long, like, from yeah, the beautiful Central Coast of Jake, California, the it's show. the Doctor Death Danger Where's Radio Show. Such a fucking diva over there. You know, it's okay. You can talk. It's kind of a gimmick. Wait for this beat no. drop. Wait for this oh, beat no. drop. Uh, where's Lita's microphone? Yeah, where's Lita's microphone? I'd rather have Lita on the Jake right now. Just wait till we get to the Uh huh. How's it going, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your boasts, your fucking boasts, your hosts and boys, <laughs> James and Edward. And since if you look at the title, we have a special episode today. We are, what the fuck do we do, Ed? We watched the 2023 Royale Rumble, the first under the Triple H regime in WWE, because I don't know if you guys noticed, I don't know if you guys have noticed, hey, we like wrestling. A little bit. Hey. But we also have freaking guest hosts. Yeah. We have Mr. Hot or Not himself. Jake Bonesteel. And the roommate, Thomas Qualls. Good friend Thomas. Introduce yourselves. In the house right now. With no Hot or Nots this week. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, actually, with the pay-per-view, there were some Hots and there were some Nots. So. Do you want us to do a Hot or Not of the theme song? Well, I'm good friend Bonesteel, and I should let him introduce himself. I'm just the Marky roommate that likes watching wrestling and playing video games. He's the nice one. Sure. <laughs> Either way. These are our very good friends. We've uh, How long have we known them? Uh, too damn long. Yeah, we're all hanging at their pad, or at least me and Ed. Yeah. We just watched the Rumble right now, so we're doing a post-Rumble yeah. review. On Other a Philips Screenio U4 projector pre-ordered on Kickstarter, along with this very nice... Subwoofer. I don't know what the screen is, but like it was fucking expensive. How much did you spend on the screen? Come on, flex. Oh, actually, I did get a deal. All right, so the most expensive thing is the projector, which is about a grand. But then the actual Ooh. screen itself is worth eight hundred dollars. But I found it wholesale, so I bought it wholesale. And then uh, that how much was, is wholesale? That was it's eight hundred. It's worth eight hundred dollars, but I think oh. I got for like four hundred. And then we got a fucking sound bar in here that all this stuff I bought for me. For my room. So it could just be mine, mine, mine. Wow. And, now but, and now it's used for wrestling, Smash Bros, and Mario Kart. But here's the thing. The screen didn't fit in my room. Uh, the projector protruded too far out to where I didn't have any room to do anything. And then the sound bar didn't connect right to the TV. So now it becomes everyone's. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, thank you, uh, Jake, for being a good host on the, for tonight's pay-per-view that we watched and we will be reviewing. Yes. Well, as you guys say, it's it's Bone Steel, not Thomas's pads. <laughs> well, oh, no, you're the one that flexed all the gear. I don't know, Thomas, what do you guys say about that? I say he could have bought front row tickets to the Royal Rumble for the amount of money he spent watching it at home. <laughs> that is true. Thomas did help. He 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 held the chair up while I while I uh, screwed everything into the ceiling. So yeah, dude, you don't want to wipe out like Kofi. All right, so Ed, you said you had a podcast story. Yeah, you had a cold open. Like, yeah, story. it's not too long, but it was like hell getting here because what I, the reason why I was late to pick you up last night and why we got here a little later than we probably would have or could have. I whatever. I had the expectation to be uh, honest. I, I had a had, feeling it was like Ed's gonna show up eight thirty nine, and you showed up at eight thirty nine. You see, so what I wasn't telling anybody, uh, which means I'm going to have to come clean to my parents because I kind of lied to them. Uh, I, uh, I, my wallet 
have been lost. My Pink Floyd wallet that I've had since high school uh, had been lost for about 24 hours. Okay. So yesterday I was looking all around at home and I'm like, shit, it's not here. It's not in the room, not in the kitchen. I'm looking under walls, under tables. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking under sheets and mattresses. I'm like, fuck, I can't find it. So then I'm getting desperate because that has my license. That has my debit card and other shit in it. So then I'm like, well, what do I do? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was in slow the other day because I brought, I bought good friend Thomas a late Christmas gift. So I was like, I'm going to go back to cheap thrills. And I'm going to look in their parking lot, comb the entire parking lot. I go in, I comb every area I was in, nothing. I talk to the dudes. I'm like, hey, did anyone turn in a black Pink Floyd wallet? And the guy turns around and he goes, uh, well, we have a wallet here. Is this your wallet? Uh, it was a Bratz wallet. Like Bratz, the little girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Continue. And I'm like, no, that's not my wallet. So I'm like, shit, fuck am I going to do? Yeah, what the fuck are you going to do? But then I remembered I went to Best Buy. Oh. So I combed about half of that in like a half hour. And I'm looking, going in Best Buy. It's nowhere. I'm like. Wait, when the fuck were you off work? So wait, you did this after work? Uh, Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I had enough time to do this and then go home and then grab my stuff. Okay, then. So I'm there got my flashlight out and I'm like, mm. but then I, but then I'm driving, you're just home. praying and I'm crying. Dri- I'm driving home now because I didn't find, I'm like, I'm gonna have to tell the parents. I'm gonna have to call the bank. I'm gonna have to schedule an appointment with the DMV. But then I remember I had to stop on the side of the road the day prior on my way home because, um, it was dark out when I was coming home. All right. And I really had to go to the bathroom. Oh, so you went and took a quick piss. And I thought to myself, what if my wallet fell out? And so I'm driving. There's cars coming behind me, but I'm going like 40 because I've got my high beams on because yeah. I'm trying to like remember where the fuck you put. And there it was right on the side of the road, cold, wet and dampy. My Pink Floyd wallet that won't die was on the side of the road. I'm like, praise the fucking Lord. I went home, grabbed my shit then grabbed you. <laughs> Damn, you found that fucking river pretty quick. I uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Believe me, like my ex, like my expectation was like you're not gonna show up till after eight thirty. Honestly, so I thought I wasn't gonna get there till ten, but I found a way. I found a way to get here, and then because I, I was like, you know what? Because Jake, because originally I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know if I'm gonna get this off. I'm trying to call in all these favors for. Yeah, work. how the fuck did you get it off? Uh, oh, right, you said you said yeah. Uh, so this, so the only part that I was gonna say for the podcast was, I talked about it. To the boss, to the boss after I'd already okayed everything, and she was kind of salty because I was uh, I'm taking a lot of time off in March for a family for the family trip to D World. Well, we're like, can fuck off. So she said, so I so she's like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? And I said, no, listen, it's totally cool. Everything's been shifted around. I said everyone's cool with it. And then she said, oh really? You just went and took care of it, huh? I'm like, yeah. Is that yeah, I yeah, is yeah. that a problem? And she said, "Okay, one second. And this honest to God, she opens up her phone. She shows me a picture of their family dog, which unlike Lita, we're talking like a big like terrier, and it's like chained to its doghouse. And she's like, "This is gonna be you and your schedule for the next like three months after making me jump through all these hoops. Have fun. 
Thanks, boss. And then I had to go find my wallet. <laughs> what? Was just doing some full time work? She for basically, like... No, she basically said I'm going to be your bitch for form for three months. Oh, yeah. As far as scheduling is concerned. But I didn't want to miss the Royal Rumble party. Didn't, didn't want to miss the Rumble party. And you're going to take your parents to Disney World. Yeah. Because you have fuck work. I will make those sacrifices for that. So, yeah. That, that's the story. The story of my of Ed's wallet. Yeah, that the story. That wouldn't die. Yeah, the story how you fucking got here. Because my mom's bought me wallets over the years. She's like, hey, here's a new wallet. I don't need a new wallet. Hey, don't I have w- my Pink Floyd wallet. Hey, don't worry. I was still going to make sure you're going to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at some point. I was going to bring all the fucking gear down here. I was going to still mic up the homies right here. Mm-hmm. And then I would just call you on the phone like we've done before. That does make me happy. I would have still done the show because I'm sure you would still want to. Oh, yeah. Totally. Hey, but you fucking made it. Yeah. I don't know. Special hosts. You got any cool uh, cold open stories you want to do a quick share? You got something you want to tell? Got it. If well, not, it's all cool. We'll just start. We can start rolling into the goddamn Royal Rumble. God, Thomas no, no, gave no, no, Jake the, a chance to speak. Yeah, the people want to hear from me. Mr. Hot or not. Yeah, come on. My mom's eternal rival. My, uh, no, so really nothing's been popping. I haven't had any TikToks pop off. I haven't had. Oh. Dude, it's been so boring. It's okay if you don't have a story. It sounds no, like no, it sounds no, like it's not. It sounds like I'm Jake. not gonna be uninteresting like some people. <laughs> it sounds like Jake is a not. Mr. Hot or not is a not. Hey, if you, yeah, you feeling like a not right now, Mr. Hot? So, well, I've been playing Breath of the Wild video game. Oh, wow, I don't know so if you exciting. guys play video games, but I usually don't because it's fucking virgin nerd bullshit territory. But I have been playing Zelda, and I just want to say this: that Mifa, who is the <laughs> Zora princess is a babe. And uh Yeah, you having fun with Zelda? Yeah, I like in Breath of the Wild. Actually am. Your bait your baby or your baby open world oh, it's for a, babies. It's, it's a baby. See this, this is this is gatekeeping territory. I'm a Thomas fuck that snort. because <laughs> uh, because I just really like getting Jake's goose. Thomas defend me. Nintendo games are not for babies. Well, it depends on the Nintendo game. Breath of the Wild is not for babies. I'll agree with that. I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but... See? Ooh. Teaming up on you. Ooh. Ooh. All right, should we just hop into the Rumble? Yeah, let's yeah. go. I don't have anything to really bitch about. Like, my week was kind of chill. Yeah. Except there was, like, two fucking nights in a row that were, like, late for me that I had to, like, do some, like, live recording for my, like, DB band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I didn't freaking go to bed till, like, midnight one night and then another and fucking until one your, in the morning. And you were telling me about your fuckhole supervisor. Oh, yeah, my fuckhole supervisor fucking being shitty to me, but that'd be too long of a story, so I can't really get too much in detail on yeah. that one. All right, Ed, let's get into the Rumble. What was the first match? All right, so like, the, so the Royal Rumble. Uh, by the way, there was a pre-show. I watched it, but yeah, what it, happened on the pre-show that you caught? Well, the, the the there's only three notable things. Lots of video packages. Gabriel Iglesias was on for like ten inter- uninterrupted minutes while Jake was trying to fiddle with the sound bar. Is that what I heard about the fucking Fluffy on uh-huh, your phone? Yeah, yeah, because his his nickname's always been Fluffy. Yeah, I was like wondering like what the fuck that was. And the uh, the opening pa- the uh, pre-show panel was. Kayla Braxton, Booker T, Jerry Lawler, and then um, Kirk Patrick, the British dude, whatever his name is. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Peter Rosenberg, who got chance. There were Rosenberg chants. I don't know why the fuck people give a fuck about Rosenberg. Like, he's kind of a fucking mark. You got me. Like, at the same time, like all he does is repeat bullshit information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that was really it. And like, homie's we- a fucking robot. He's a bald-ass robot. 
You can tell he dyes his hair too. Really? His beard. You can tell he dyes. Oh yeah, it was looking like like remember Abyss's manager from uh, TNA? Yeah. He was kind of looking like that James guy. Mitchell. Yeah, he was kind of looking like James Mitchell, low key. Uh, but He's, yeah, so I'm about to say the one thing I saw in the pre-show that kind of mattered was like you saw a quick clip of oh, like Roman of like line, yeah. yeah the whole bloodline in the locker room that they didn't show on like the main show which is weird but yeah basically what I caught of that Roman was basically like I'm paraphrasing but Roman was basically like I gave you one order I said Don I want to see you once Friday but what do you do show up on friday you know he's doing that kind of shit and then and then jay steps in he's like no it was me i reached out jay uh jimmy jimmy was out solo was doing whatever and you were on you, solo you, was you, alone yeah solo was solo was solo and you were you were on you, you were on you were on a jet to jimmy fallon <laughs> which is not wrong i don't know why that's funny yeah, but why yeah, the fuck you were on a jet to jimmy fallon. yeah why the fuck would roman care it's like i don't want to see you till saturday like saturday but it's like you were going to see him anyway. But and it, and it was important to the plot because uh, Sammy went to SmackDown because he wanted to be like, hey, Jay, thanks for sticking up for me in my trial, bro. Appreciate it. And and uh, Jay's like, love you like a brother. But yeah, so we had no idea going in how the show was going to be structured because you have a men's Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble. You've got two championship matches and then you have the, the Mountain match. Dew pitch the, black match. Oh, There was more Mountain Dew than besides that match. But so we were like, OK, what's going to be first? Women's Rumble first. It usually goes first. Is men's going to headline? Yeah. Women's going to headline? They kind of like go back and forth. But then after they do the intro, which no pyro, by the way, because fuck us, I guess uh, the announcers like. The following is the 30 men's Royal Rumble. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the crowd's like, what the fuck? All right, let's go. Yeah, I'm stoking. So we're just going to completely skip over the glorious return of Pat McAfee. Oh, that's right. Pat McAfee came back. And Michael Cole was so stoked. I was stoked. Y'all were stoked. Yeah. It was great. You got any comments on Pat McAfee, T? Because I totally was just like, oh, yeah, Pat McAfee returned. That's sick. No, I mean, my only comment is everyone's stoked. Yeah. yeah. Dude, All right, cool. I th- I'm pretty sure that Michael Cole didn't know he was coming out. That's not- yeah, well, because yeah. he was like, I FaceTimed him earlier. That seems like yeah, a total he shoot. He was in Indianapolis. It's like, do you doubt Pat McAfee couldn't just jet his way over there in like 30 minutes? Yeah, dude, Indianapolis ain't that far from like Texas if you take a jet. Everything feels far away when you live in California. And yeah. everything's really close when you have a private jet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you have McAfee money, fuck. Yeah, dude. So, all right, who are the first two people to come into the Rumble? Okay, so this is key. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to list everyone that came out. And, like, I'm not going to stop at everyone f- to get thoughts, but, you know, I'll go through it. And if something cool happened, I have it listed. I tried to. So the first two men are Gunta, or you fellow Marks out there might know him as Walter, uh, came out with Seamus, the five-star bros. And these dudes, spoiler alert, were some fucking Iron Men. Yeah, no, these two are the fucking Iron Men in the matches. They... They were there for the whole fucking time. And they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and that's why I was stoked when it came out. It's like, all right, cool. And because they were in for so much of the match, they beat the shit out of everybody. Like, do you guys want to just give your quick general thoughts on Sheamus and Walter's performance in Here's this match? Thing. Or do you guys just want to jump in? Or you just want to keep going? Well, it's it's Gunther, first off. Gunther. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. That's literally not me. It's just habit. I this just know it's Walter. 
This isn't the... Uh, the well, no, because he was Walter when he came to WWE, but then he goes to SmackDown. It's like, I am whatever the first I thing know. was going to be. Gunther But they wanted to distance themselves from the Outlaw Mud, the Outlaw Mud Show shit, so they had to give him some stupid name. Yeah. But Walter's yeah. cool. I know Walter's cool. <laughs> yeah, cooler well, than Gunther, but Gunther well, is well, what it don't is. Don't matter. Gunther's still the same dude that put in an awesome well, performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, well, we'll talk about him more later as because he's here throughout the whole thing. Sheamus, though. Yeah. Sheamus. It took it took thirteen or twelve years, but Sheamus turned out to be a hell of a wrestler. Well, I think Gunther just you know makes men. Yeah, it's fucking. I always I always feel old when I think about Sheamus because he was around just long enough to kind of be at the end of ruthless aggression. It's it's wild. But then yeah, so they slug it out. They beat the shit out of each other. Next is Miz, and which and was they awesome. beat, and they beat the shit out of Miz. Dude, that's literally what Miz was there. He was just getting his fucking shit kicked in. <laughs> I was, was fucking stoking on that. It was glorious. Next number four was Kofi Kingston. Kofi Mania. Nothing really happened. Botch year two. Yeah, hopefully which he's I was, all right. I was ta- yeah. He took a so what happened, listeners? Yeah, he, he fucking flew was, into a chair. He flew into a chair and the chair crumbled and died. Kofi looked like he crumbled well, and died. I'm pretty sure what happened is when he landed on the chair, it spun around, and when the chair fell over, he smacked his head on the announce table. Yeah. Which fuck? Bad luck for the new day. They're on prominent uh, TV bro, on NXT. Bro, New Day's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Day are made men. Yes. It's okay. I still salty the Usos broke their 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 reign like record, but it was but you know, it makes sense. Whatever. But next was uh Gar- uh Johnny Gargano and I just wrote here Miz dies some more. Yeah, uh, dude, die yeah, dude, Miz is dying. I remember when Johnny came out, I was like, oh, fuck, right, Johnny's Johnny here. Johnny wrestling. Yeah, we literally were, like, driving down going, what the fuck's up with Johnny right now? Yeah, like, what is he doing? Well, I guess he showed up in the Rumble and, like, hang down for a good, mi- a a good minute. Yawn. What? No, Thomas is yawning over here. It's because I did a fake yawn, and I'm pretty sure I triggered a yawn. Oh. Did you Did you yawn at Johnny Gargano? I did. Why? I did. He's great. But since he since he's come back, well, he hasn't done oh, totally. anything. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, well, I guess there was a casual feud with the Miz because of like when I guess Miz paid Dexter to be a stalker. But then yeah, the story well, is that Miz didn't pay Dexter. Yeah, which I mean, he, you know, uh, yeah. So next is Xavier Woods, and I wrote there was a cheek spot. So what happened was everyone the New Day cleared house for a bit, and they didn't throw anyone over, but they cleared house for a bit. Then there was a bit where I don't know what the moves called, but they did a thing that ended up with like, uh, how do you describe the move? They did? look. I just know that they 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 smacked each other's cheeks for a while. It was like playing Donkey Kong. They yeah. smacked each other's. Oh, yeah, they're smacking each other's butt cheeks when Xavier came in. Yeah, that was literally the spot. All right. Yeah. What? What, what? Real quick, because that reminded me. One of my producer friends posted this like video the other day of this band recording. And you know how like gang claps where like the band will get around a microphone and oh, yeah, clap. And just clap, yeah. Right? But these guys instead what they did is they brought the mic down and they all pulled their pants down and they were all slapping their butt cheeks like <laughs> like five dudes or whatever in a circle. And that's how they were tracking their claps for their album. And it was pretty creative. That's beautiful. <laughs> Ain't that awesome? All right. So who's after Xavier? Lucky number 11 was Carrying Cross. Oh, yeah, right. Homie didn't even kiss his fucking wife. The end is here. Yeah, like he didn't even kiss Scarlet on the way out. What kind of he fucking deserved shot? to lose after that? Yeah, like you have a wife. Fuck- you, you have a wife as beautiful as Scarlet, and you're not, and you're, and you're not going to even kiss her like you normally do. Yeah, you, like part you of should. your entrance. You should fucking flex on that, but no, what a fucking schmuck. I also wrote here. Uh, Bone Steel said that he thought Carrion was looking kind of tubby. Yeah, you know what, Carrion was looking a little tubby. Yeah, he was looking a little if we were tubby. body shaving, 
But he's also looking big, too. Yeah. I was thinking about this fucking Rumble this year. Yeah, maybe not tubby thick. Yeah, he was looking a little thick. He is looking thick. I will say thick. Like, dude, I felt like this Rumble this year was fucking... There was a lot of big fuckers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was awesome. Number eight... It's funny we say that. Number eight was Chad Gable. Oh, yeah. Shorty G. Sheesh. Sheesh. Speaking, speaking of sheesh, God, Thomas, shut the fuck up. You're just talking sheesh, and please. talking and talking. And uh, oh, and I wrote here, um, Xavier and Gabriel started doing some sick amateur style chain wrestling and they cut away because fuck because fuck me. Because Kevin Dunn said, fuck me, I guess. Well, yeah, it wasn't like someone getting fucking eliminated. Well, it was an elimination attempt, though. Yeah, how did that Kevin- was their spot? The spot of that spot. But was the chain wrestling? Let, Th- let Thomas say something. Yeah, how did Kevin Dunn survive the reckoning of Vince's henchmen? On- you know <laughs> what I have to imagine? I have to imagine that when Triple H was binging and purging the staff, I feel like Kevin walked with Tracy. Like, hey, yeah, you know, Paul, I just want to let you know, man. Um, I'm here, man. I'm here for your vision, and I'll I'll work with you, man. And Paul's like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Uh, cool. <laughs> so, but guy <laughs> number to, guy I, number nine was Drew McIntyre, and then Karrion Cross went bye bye. Yeah, did Drew eliminate him? Yeah, dude, Drew did fucking eliminate. I was, Karrion. dude. The rumble was really weird. I'm gonna say this now. There were like periods where seven between seven and 11 dudes would be in there like 15 20 minutes but then there would be some dudes that would get and, and ladies that would get eliminated within five to ten yeah it was really bizarre so then 10 it's like literally yeah drew comes in eliminates carrion yeah then it's just like he's basically tag which, teaming again, with sheamus they had the a whole rival- show. which again that makes sense they had a rivalry so. yeah they did have the one yeah fucking scarlet tried to throw fire in carrion's face but yeah. then she just had to just kick him in the dick not carrying fucking Drew. Drew, yeah. I remember that shit. Holy to be fuck. fair, isn't that a great alternative? Getting kicked in the dick by Scarlet? No. Like, instead of take... If you can't light someone on fire, just kick him in the dick. Sure. Number 10 was Santos Escobar. I wrote here, he does some moves. Yeah, he kind of just did some lucha moves. Number 11 was Angelo Dawkins. He does some moves. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this is the point where, it, like, like, literally every person that comes in... Just does some spots. Walter, I did note Walter eliminated ah, Gunther eliminated Xavier with a kick, and then he punched Kofi onto the chair. Yeah. Ouch. Number twelve, Bjork Laser Brock Lesnar. Oh, dude, Brock Lesnar came in like a fucking wild animal. He murders everyone. He eats. I think in this order, he eats out Escobar, then Dawkins. Then Gable, then Gable in like five seconds, and then he has a stare down with Bra with with Gunther, and I marked the fuck out. Yeah, you were marking the fuck out, because and, and then the crowd was marking the fuck out. But like the countdown was going down at the same time too. I'm like, it's like motherfuckers. I was like, hey, you guys gonna fucking fight? You have no time constraints. Are you guys gonna kiss or what? What's gonna happen here? <laughs> And then yeah, Walter tried to chop the shit out of fucking Brock. Like 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 you guys like Jake Thomas, you guys can back me up. That that's gonna be a sick match if they fight, right? Oh yeah, if they yeah. go there, yeah. I, well, because ever since I heard about the rumors of that match happening, I just I get a boner every time I think about it. It's awesome. So next is uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, Bobby Lashley comes in. He fucking, kills everybody. Yeah, no, he's Brock's fucking internal enemy. Yeah, Bobby Lashley like doesn't doesn't like Bobby Lashley throw out Brock too and like yeah, short time. He, yeah, he does it kind of quick too. I was surprised. I mean, I mean, I know the joke is, "Oh, Brock doesn't want to work," but like, yo, when gives- you're Brock, you make as fucking much money as him, and you're banging Sable and eating steaks all day. Why the fuck would you do? Why would he wrestle? Yeah, why bother? Just hunt, bro. Yeah, seriously. I- 
Like, I, yo, special host. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to earn the most money by doing the least amount of effort? Because Brock's winning. Kevin Nash, bro. I like that Brock was thrown out quickly. I think that's great storytelling for Bobby Lashley. I yeah. know. The eternal rivalry. Yeah, it sells him. Yeah, dude, internal rivalry of these big, beefy men beating the shit out of each other. Which, I'll, don't get me wrong, I'll watch those guys fight all day. But So then, number 14 is everyone's favorite, Baron Corbin. I don't think I told this story on the podcast, but one time I called in to, uh, you obviously know this, I called in to Brian Alvarez's yeah, Wrestling you called Observer in, Live. Yeah, you called in on Wrestling Observer Live. I, I remember first, you did that like two weeks. I, actually, I did it three, I did, I did Not two, it. Like, like two days. I did it uh, a few, like at least five times. And a couple of times I actually had some good dialogues with the guy. The one besides this one that I really remember I did was it was about all the wellness policy stuff. Yeah. And me and Brian actually had a small back and forth before he had to cut me off. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, what I all no. I asked was all I asked was. Uh huh. All I asked, believe me, there's a great golden one where like you randomly just came onto the show and you were ranting, not no, getting please, to the fucking please, question. Please, please, I don't you were just talk talking about, about like it yeah. was my first time, and I, I'm really embarrassed about it, James. Yeah, but then some guy after did the like and rant. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Hey, shut the fuck up, Jake. Yeah, and then fucking some dude after roasted you, and that made it on the year end top fifty audio specials. Yeah, don't remind. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm immortalized. <laughs> okay, okay, I gotta I, hear this. I'm immortalized. What? I'm immortalized. I have to in, hear this at some point. I'm immortalizing wrestling observer lord. Well, fucking real wrestling. Congratulations, congratulations, Edward, for the war- the first time ever. I want to hear something private. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the story was I was the first caller, and all I asked was, "Hey, you know, um, I I was just curious about Baron Corbin because you talk, you know, you, you know, you, you guys talk about him." On on the show and stuff. So all I asked him was, "How do you think he could improve? He could improve. What does he have to do to get better?" Basically, and that hijacked the whole show because Brian gave his thoughts, and the th- next three or four callers in a row were Baron Corbin. Mark, no, three of them were Baron Corbin. Marks going like, "I mean, I think Brian Baron Corbin's cool. I don't know what the deal is. Yo, guys- all right. Yeah, come on. What is up, Brian? You're just too I brought harsh. that up when we met him, and Brian was like, "Hey, man, it's cool. I got a whole show out of it." <laughs> but yeah, so number fifteen is Seth. Freaking Rollins. Oh, yeah, we're back at the Rumble. Seth takes forever to come out. And then he. God, we're only halfway through the mints. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention before he leaves, Brock kills Corbin. Oh, yeah. And it was great. I fucking love Brock. Then he kills Corbin. a ref. Yeah. And then he leaves through the like, audience. It's fucking scary with that ref. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So then, yeah, Seth Rollins. Seth takes forever to come in. He throws in Corbin and then he throws him out. Pat loses his mind. Number 16 at Otis. And for some reason, I wrote here in all caps, look at this fucking guy. Yeah, he fucking took forever to walk down to the goddamn ring. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these rumbles that are in, like, baseball stadiums. Yeah. Friggin', those are long entrances, and they take a fucking minute to minute to walk down them. Yeah. And I like with, the, dude, like, Otis did, like, people always, no spots. People always, yeah, people always talk about the, the Royal Rumble from 2009 where Cena came back. I like that setup because they just... 2008, sorry. They had to just walk out and then just a short, short yeah, ramp. That's the MSG setup. I thought that was 2009. No, I thought it was 9-2. 2008. All right. Okay. I, 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 trust me. Oh, no. Does someone want to fact check that? Yeah, yeah. Number, Thomas, it's, two, it's 2008. You don't even need your phone for that. Royal Rumble 2008. 2009. Yeah, just look up 2008, Bruh, 2009. When no, Cena. it's not. Oh, bro, when it's get, when it says 2009, okay. you're gonna look like the biggest tool. Okay. Go ahead. Number 17 was Rey Mysterio, but he didn't come out. It's like, 
Oh, what the fuck? God, where the fuck's Rey Mysterio, yeah. guys? Okay, Loki, that was disappointing. I wish I wanted me some fucking Rey, but oh well. The story of Rey Mysterio being abused by WWE is a story that's been told for 20 years. Yeah. But John then, Cena returned in 2008. Fuck! Oh, damn, it was 2000. I thought it was 2009. God, I can't. Was it 2007 with the fucking one with, like, with Taker and Sean then? Yes, because Taker won. Taker won in 07. No, no, Taker, t- sorry. Taker 108. No, wait. Yes. No. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Oh, yeah? Where was all that certainty, Jake? Well, the certainty was John Cena did motherfucking return in 2008, which means you're wrong. You're wrong. That's a point for me. Yay. Put it on the put it on the board. Put it on the board. Put it on, put it on the, the board. board. It's on the audio. Yeah. Aren't you happy enough? Good. Everyone listening to this, all six of you, it's a point for me. Hey man, we're at like three thousand downloads. Good. Well, this one right here. This is this is gonna be our four thousand download. But then it's fine. We're like, hey, where the fuck's Rey Mysterio? Number eighteen. Dominic Mysterio comes out with Rey Mysterio's mask, and he tries to tear the mask, but he can't because Dom is a fucking geek. Yeah. Yeah. But lo- he's a good geek. Oh yeah, no, he's a fucking nerd. Michael Cole called him a piece of shit. <laughs> that was nice. And Pat McAfee called him a prison bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I love Dom, dude. Oh, dude, Dom's fucking great. Number 19. Like, is there a bit? Well, I was about to ask, is there a better heel? But number 19, Elias Samson. Yeah. Yeah. Guitar smash. He comes out, clears everybody for no reason. Yeah, he kind of just elkabongs and then just exits. Comes out and he makes a friggin' mess. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally all he does. Guitar crumbs all over the place. And then I just wrote here, he gets murdered by Seamus and Drew. Number 20, the Prince Irish Hog, uh, Finn Balor. Oh, I thought you were talking about my dick. <laughs> the, yeah. Who is this? Sorry, Dan. Sorry. Ah, ah. She already doesn't like your segment. So <clears throat> Every time he uploads the it, episode, she'll come in my room. What the fuck did Jake do for Hot or Not? What, what, why doesn't he? What, why doesn't he? Why? Thomas told me to say that why? last time. That was Thomas's idea. Why does he keep playing all this? She does this. She goes, teeny bopper shit. Yeah. Because it's hot or not. What is hot now? And I, I like some teeny bopper so shit. So you send Music. us any negative Music. twice? So you send us any negative twice? Okay, well, that, that one. That one Three like times that. if you count, you know. Shut up. There's <laughs> <laughs> right. a rumble we're talking about yeah, here. No. Number, so yeah, uh, uh, Devin, fuck, Balor comes out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, because I wrote Prince Irish Holy- Hog Devitt Balor. Yeah. What are- Captain fucking New uh, Japan. Uh, Dom eliminates Johnny Gargano. Captain No Calories. Yeah. <laughs> Captain No Calories. Captain Cap- CrossFit. Or yeah. Captain No. Yeah. Captain No Carbs. Yeah. The next is Booker T. Twenty one. Booker do- is yeah. looking old. Dude. Oh, but he's kicks. looking good. For- How old is Booker no, T? No, he 56? physically. No, he physically looks good. You know, but when he, but he, he has, did those dude, kicks. He, dude, he has like the old man like shrunken torso and his legs like extra lanky. He kicked those dudes with the speed I climb stairs after the he's third almost flight. 58. And he's out there doing spinneroonies. He did dude, do a spinneroonie at 58. <laughs> he barely. Oh, I can't do a spinneroonie now. Yeah, I'll hit you up in 29 years. Oh, yeah. How, uh, tw- you, you give me 29 years yeah. to learn how to do a spinneroonie. And you better you better be able to maintain it and do it. All right, 50th, 50, no, 50th birthday, 8th birthday, James, after you do a Toxic Wizard set, <laughs> do the spinneroonie. 
So then uh, Booker comes out. <laughs> he kicks two dudes, does a spin a Rooney, then gets killed by 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 Gunther the Terminator. Yeah. Number twenty two, Damian Priest. Nothing much happens. Yeah, he just, does look just, like Turok. Yeah, you're. I know you're over there going like he looks like Turok. He it's does so sick, look like dude. Turok. And sixty four. Turok is good. Sick. Okay, Kramer on Turok's the one where you fight the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, yeah. it's the only like FPS that is actually sick. Oh yeah, and he's also like, like play Doom. But we're talking about N sixty four for a second. Okay, I guess there's Goldeneye. That's a whole. I was gonna thing. say, you want to be the boomer and say Goldeneye? Yeah, come on, boomer. Goldeneye. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not a good. Uh, even though Nightfire and I'm not a Goldeneye stan. I'm just mm. saying it was first person. Even though, let's be honest, the best James Bond games are in this order: Everything or Nothing, Nightfire, and then the uh, From Russia with Love they did with Sean Connery. And there was a Doom game on the N sixty four. Yeah, it was a crappy port. Actually, no, it was better. It was than an original the- game. Right, Doom. I'm sorry, I always fucked that up. I always thought Doom 64 was a port. So yeah, back so to Damien. There are no dinosaurs in it, though, are there? I don't know. Exactly. Damien Priest comes out. Nothing much happens. Number 23, Monte. My phone ought to correct it to Montezuma Ford. Yeah, dude, good Montezuma Ford. <laughs> well, Montezuma Ford didn't last long, I recall. He yeah, was, this is another one. He was, he was a, a fan kind of- favorite. Priest eliminates him without much fanfare. Yeah. And then here comes quick question: How much is uh, how old is Edge? Like 50 probably by now. So out next comes Edge, and at 50, this dude wrecks the entire Judgment Day. Yeah, he fucking eliminates all, well, except Dominic. He eliminates Priest and Balor by himself. See, I told you, when you're in wrestling, the older you get, the stronger you get. Ricky Steamboat's still wrestling, dog. But then they eliminate Edge, and then they beat his ass. Number 25, A-Town. Skip Ed, and then Edge beats Skip. up Ju- Edge beats up Judgment Day. Yeah, that's kind of it. Number twenty six, Omos. Yo, sorry, Austin Theory needs to take some notes from Dominic on how to become like a pretty sick rookie. I'm just saying, like, well, but once Dom again, has Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, his dad is Rey Mysterio. He is working on booster packs, my dude. Yeah, he has but booster packs. Theory has already peaked. Like I said earlier, you. <laughs> You don't don't get, say that. You don't go over getting stunned by Austin at WrestleMania. Sorry, just doesn't happen. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of bias, Jake. Dominic has a storied career. Yeah, in Dominic, WWE. Dominic has a prison record. Jake, the Stone Cold have a oh wait. Yeah, Dominic's a twenty. <laughs> Dominic's a twenty-year veteran. Son of a bitch. No, Thomas makes a good point. SummerSlam 05. Number yeah, he was in the ring. Yeah, damn, you're, you're ah, not wrong. You're right. Number 26, Omos. It's be, Omos. I, Number 27. Yeah, it's Braun. Omos. He just, Omos rolls up, bees of bees. Who is a great giant. shit talker, though? This is my house. I run this house. This is my house. Yeah, and then Braun comes in, and then we have a fucking another monster fight. And then he kill and then he kills Omos. I just re- sorry, I'm just thinking here that I could beat up 2005 Dominic. If we're talking about Dominic the wrestler in 2005. Well, yeah, I, totally. Are you I, talking about you right now, or are you, you back mean in when he was no, me, five? Me, me right now, yeah, actually, yeah. And he he was he was younger than me back then, right? He was like eight. Yeah, him that him then too. That's funny. How old are you now, Jake? Just a little young, spry thirty. <laughs> and back then, I was a spry, you know, thirteen year old. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I, you would have been a thirteen year old. Oh, wow, cool. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I bet that got you all the girls. You went up to so and so and be like, hey, what's hey, up? my be- name's Jake. Hey, I don't want to brag. I can beat up an eight-year-old. Hey, I, hey, how's it going? Hey, I just beat a, up a Rey Mysterio's eight-year-old wrestler. Hey, he was, hey, you know Rey Mysterio? I beat up his son. 
He was eight years old. He was a punk little All bitch. Right. I was probably taller than Rey Mysterio by then, too. Everyone here is taller than Rey. You stopped growing by like eighth grade, but by eighth grade, you were about as tall as like, you know, everyone's parents. I don't know. I was a little bit late with her. Anyway. So then number 28, Ricochet. Oh, yeah. Remember? This was so fucking funny. Yeah. Because I was convinced that it was Cody coming out. So I'm like, I'm like, give me wrestling. That's what I said. I'm like, give me the wrestling bit. And it outcomes. It's like, I'm standing up and it's, oh, it's Ricochet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hey, guys. It's. Hey, hey Thomas, it's fucking Ricochet. Yeah, you look like a dilapidated balloon when the like Ricochet came out. I, I you were afraid. hyped up for Cody so hard. Dude, <laughs> we we love some Ricochet though. Oh, I love Ricochet. He's amazing. Yeah, could he have a better WWE run? Sure, but oh, well, he's having a fine tag team with friggin' with like Braun. Yeah, you got Mister No Flips with with Mister Flip. Mister Mister Flip. And then Gunther eliminates Drew and Shamus. Yeah. And number 29. And see, me and Jake were getting anxious because it's like, okay, well, Cody's got to be three, but then who's this one spot? And, and for like, the record, Randy every- Orton, Randy Orton. And for the record, everybody, uh, rumors have been flying around all week that we were going to get Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So we're like, oh, fuck. So we're waiting for If You Smell. We're waiting for Glass Shatter. But then James has a good point. Could be Orton. Don't know when he's back. You know, I was hoping Boogs would come back. But then who's next? Logan Paul. Oh, my God. Who James did- James, James's favorite wrestler. I, fuck, might be. <laughs> it's basically Logan Paul, but it's like create a wrestler, and instead of Logan Paul's moveset, like they basically try to give him like Will Ospreay's set. He's kind of built like Osprey. They're white and blonde. Yeah. Not only that, but like but like the 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 mega like Logan spot, Paul would the come spot out of sword. the night or whatever. Oh yeah, I'll I'll say that now. It happens later after some stuff I'm going to say now, but the big spot of the night was so uh fucking Logan Paul What can is I on say the, spot of the night? Okay, you do it. Yeah, oh, Oh, well, here's spot the thing. What well, did the spot of night happen after freaking or uh, you know what? Let, let, let me do the stuff, yeah, yeah. and when it happens, I'll, I'll tell Good. you. Good, cue me. So what happens yeah. is, so the oh yeah, number yeah. 30, number thirty is Cody Rhodes. You guys. Oh hey, shocking! Adrenaline, Emma so dumb. Dude, uh, homie had the fucking smoke screen. Yeah. He fucking took forever. Here's the thing: I had to take evacuation shit. Yeah, that shit was basically diarrhea when I fucking hit the toilet. <laughs> But I miss Cody coming in, and I miss the spot of the night. And I just hear you guys in the like living room going, oh, 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 I feel sorry for anyone that's missing that. Oh, no. You say you guys, but I you wonder who did that. Voice. Oh, no. So Cody comes in, and Dom, proof that Dom is basically the best heel in the company. What does Dom Mysterio do? Who, for all you that don't remember or don't know, there was a storyline when we were younger that, because he is Rey Mysterio's son, but there was a storyline with Eddie Guerrero where he's like, I'm your poppy, Damien, where he's basically his real father. He's not his real father. But that was the storyline. But And Eddie Guerrero did a move called Three Amigos, which was three suplexes in a row, right? I bring that up because what does Dominic Mysterio do? He grabs Cody Rhodes and tries to do the three amigos. I'm like, what a piece of shit. Uh, Cody blocks the third one, turns it in the crossroads. Then he eliminates Dom, which pops everybody. Now here's the spot, Jake. Yeah, so then. Yeah, all right, it's your time to shine, Mr. Hot or not. So. The pressure's on you. There they were. Ricochet. You want me to give you some bustling wind? Logan, no. Logan Paul, that should have been canceled. I'll throw my mic I at th- you. I thought it was canceled. 
One is on one side of the ring. The other is on the other side of the ring. They are both on the on opposing aprons. And then they're looking at each other and they're basically like, yeah. That was literally, it was like, yeah. what's up? Rick's so, like, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's yeah, up, yeah, bro? Pre- so bro. You want to do this, bro? Yeah. Let's, Let's do go, this. Bro. Let's, Let's go, Let's bro. do this. And then they, simultane- they simultaneously jump to the top rope basically and throw each other at each other and pun intended ricochet off of each other mid-air dual cross dueling cross bodies yeah exactly that was the damnedest thing i ever saw i looked at jake i'm like man fuck edge spearing uh fucking jeff off the ladder that was a cool spot yeah so it was mega uh james james mystic because he was off you know he doesn't even know my man had the dump well to it's calibrate your fiber I don't did know. You, did you see the burritos we had today? Yeah, you want me to shit on your it took, couch? It took me five hours to eat mine. Yeah, but why Why doesn't anyone else shit themselves? I don't know. I must have ate something <sighs> sketch. Gosh, you got to do some Kegel exercises. Oh, my God, Jake. Oh, bro, so you then after- can't Kegel what I had. You had to go. <laughs> I don't know. So then Cody eliminates Braun. A-Town eliminates Ricochet. Then Cody takes out A-Town. And then they're wrestling wow. for a while. That's how lame Ricochet is. He got fucking eliminated by Austin Theory. And I missed it because I was fr- I was ferociously bedaying my butthole. <laughs> A-Town. And then Cody takes out A-Town, like I A-Town. said. And then it's down to Logan Paul, Seth Rulins, and Cody Rhodes, and Gunther, who we haven't really been talking about because, you know, there's been lull- moments of lulls. But well, Gunther's been the fucking man. He's the yeah. Iron Man this yeah. whole match. Yeah, Gunther is the well Rumble over Iron Man. an hour. Yeah. Yo, Thomas, what happened next? I'm testing you right now. Come on. <laughs> you are such an ass. So, yeah, Thomas, we have Gunther... We have Rollins, Set us up, Thomas. We have Cody, I, I want to hear more Thomas. And we on, have on Super Hollywood Superstar Logan Paul. Lead us there, Thomas. Take us. Well, after that, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins start beating up Gunther, and they are trading moves. Seth Rollins is hitting the pedigree. Cody <laughs> Rhodes is hitting the pedigree. These hunters move. They 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 both want to be the best Triple H they can. <laughs> They really like Triple H. And then Seth gets fucked by Logan Paul, and they're going to probably fight at WrestleMania. I would like that match, honestly. Yeah, that's that's a good thing for Seth. Seth is going to avenge all of the fucking crypto guys that Logan Paul... Christ, Jake. (laughs) And the pig. And the pig that Logan Paul apparently just like left on the side of the road. You guys not hear about this? No, I heard about that. I heard about the... I heard about the... No. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, no, I have not. What, what, what did Logan Paul do with about a pig? He had a pet pig. Yeah, like the teacup pigs that are well, small I don't and think, cute. I don't think Logan Paul is good. Would be a good pet owner. Well, I don't think Logan uh, Paul is a good person. Spoiler alert: He wasn't because when the pig got fat and big, like pigs do, he just left it with some farm bro, and then the farm bro like left on the side of the road, and then some like agency found the pig, and they're like, "Yo, Logan, why the hell is your pig just like friggin' abandoned?" And he's like, "I don't know. I gave it to someone else." Like. And then he screwed apparently some people out of like millions of dollars, like. And this is all allegedly, so don't sue me, Logan Paul. How uh, go you go from owning a pig to screwing people millions of dollars? Yeah, what the NFTs? Oh, what was this or, pig or crypto or whatever? Jake, Did homie Jake, use the you just bought Ethereum. NFTs? You didn't get into the FT, NFT game, like not fully. We're not talking about yeah, my not, mishaps yeah. in crypto. We're talking oh, yeah, then why do you want Seth Ross to avenge all the crypto bros? Because apparently, at least apparently, apparently allegedly, at least. Look it up. 
eventually. <laughs> How will you look it up? Dude, the, like, How about, so back to the rumble while Jake does research on the... Cody, the so where am I? Oh, yeah, so here we go. And then Cody and Walt, Cody and Gunther, they just have a match. Logan yeah. Paul They have canceled. like an almost 20-minute match. Yeah, because they have Logan Paul, Lovinitz, fucking Seth. I'm just trying to recall. Because I can't even remember what Thomas said. I'm sorry, Thomas. No, well, because well, well, he he took us through Rollins and Cody t- trading moves, and then uh, Rollins got fucked by Logan. Yep. Yeah. And then we went on the Avenge of the Crypto Bros. Yeah. Which, to be fair, Seth Rollins' TV character looks like he bought crypto. So I'm going to have to say. Oh, The Matrix. Did you see, sorry, the Logan Paul uh, Andrew Tate thing? What? What? You guys didn't see because okay, because when Andrew Tate got arrested, yeah, uh, you like know, Greta Thunberg, and yeah. then and then he did the the Matrix is out to get me that thing, like when he was being hauled away. Mm-hmm. Then Logan Paul, once all this shit happened, Logan Paul tweeted, "The Matrix is real. Hope that it never comes for any of you guys." So there's this weird like, oh my god, and like that there's this conspiracy about the Matrix, which is basically like you know. The decision makers deciding like, oh, yeah, you're canceled or you're this or you're that. It's something to look into. Are you aware, though, that Logan Paul and Andrew Tate are huge fucking douchebags? Yeah. Well, hold on. Logan Paul is... Logan Paul is able to do six spots with Ricochet. Logan Paul is never going to hear this. And even then, people shit talk him all the time. You think he cares? Yeah. Come on, guy. So, so yeah. any fucking way, they have a match. It's really awesome. Cody ends up uh, winning like we all thought. And, of course, people on Twitter are like, oh, that's boring. It's predictable. I'm like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Did you watch the match? They beat Walter. Did and you watch the build? Walter and Cody beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, they literally went and decided to have a fucking 10-minute match. I not, was worried that Cody was going to tear his peck again with those chops. Oh, yeah, dude. Gunter was fucking chopping the shit out of Cody. He chopped the shit out. I yeah, can't dude. say that phrase enough. He beat the shit out of Cody. It was great. Every time Gunner was chopping Cody at first, Cody would automatically just be fucking tumbling to the ground. Yes. But eventually, as it was going on, Cody started getting the courage, was fighting through the chops. The chops. And prove... Thanks, Jake. Yeah. And proves that he's really Triple H because the thing that... <laughs> no, because like, look... Cody Rhodes is doing the exact Triple H redemption arc from 21 years ago. Triple H gets injured in when? July of two, uh, July of <laughs> oh o, July gosh. of 01. Oh god. god July of 01. Uh-huh. Then what happens? When was Hell in the Cell? July? June, July, somewhere around there. Cody Rhodes, same thing. It was like March or April. No, it wasn't. He wasn't even in the company yet. Anyways, then what ends up happening? They start running all these return things like like all, all this footage like all this like this all, is some on tour no literally like remember 21 years ago they were running all these like promo videos of uh, uh like inspirational videos of triple h rehabbing and getting back to, you know getting back same thing with cody Rhodes. triple h comes back a little bit before the rumble but then what happens what happens when uh rumble uh oh two runs around it would have been about june actually uh what what happens when uh when uh, who wins the 2002 Royal? Uh, Hunter. Uh, Hunter. Hunter. Yes. So Cody is literally just doing like the, yeah. The, as Cody is also I, well, go- you see, Jake. The thing about wrestling is it is a very reciprocal. It's a very serial sil- thing. Hunter was going after the world champion that had two title belts, and oh, now Cody. Fuck, you're right. And Cody's gonna be going after a champion that has two title. So belts. what's this WrestleMania's Rock Hogan gonna be? So oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, all they did is they just pulled the storyline out of the freaking, you know, 
trash can. They're just like, or Hunter was just like, just was like, yo, kid, take this. So what do you? It guys, worked for me. What do you guys? What do you guys rate the match? I forgot, James. The do we do ten or five? Yo, sorry. What? No, I, I was like, I realized it can't happen because Roman is champion. But I was like, has like, would Roman and The Rock would that eventually happen? And then would it overshadow the world title match just like a? Well, that's why I'm glad but that Rock didn't happen. end up showing. But yeah, okay. We'll, as we'll the Rumble, the this is definitely one of the better Rumbles, I yeah. would say, was, in my opinion. It it's definitely was the good. best one since Drew McIntyre. I applaud them for doing the not obvious and. Uh, I think still storyline wise, it would have made more sense to have Logan like tease at the end, but the Gunther, uh, like putting Gunther in there and, and having them like, you know, sl- you know, Gunther is throw it ba- down for 10 minutes was actually Gunther is a masterclass in getting a baby face over. Cause you know why? Say it with me. He beats the shit out of. Oh him. yeah, I know. And he was, he wasn't holding back. He was beating the fucking living shit out of like Cody. But yeah. that's the thing. Cody's get Cody's getting the courage. He's fighting back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hits that crossroads and he's able to knock Gunther out of the dam. Yeah, it was winning great. the rumble. Cody winning was predictable, but the way he won and against who was not. Just remember, uh, no one pre- came pre- into this thing. That- <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. Like, Gunther was gonna be the like the standout. Yeah, who knew? Gu- yeah, who knew Gunther was gonna be coming at number one, so being happy. the Iron Man so for the whole match, and then it's just having a fucking epic match with Cody Rhodes. Pure fucking in the ecstasy. end, I'm pretty sure like this is this was a Jim Cornette pleasure like show. Like from the Gunther thing <laughs> to to Rio winning later on, this is like his shit all over. But yeah, do uh, rate the match. Uh, do you want to do it out of one or five or ten? It's hard to rate the rumble out of five stars or something. Okay. Well, um, at least it's, well, how would you okay, say? So What's it? Well, here, you lead it. I would say to give you guys an idea, if this is not, uh, if we're just gonna do five star and we'll do it observer stars, because I know <laughs> you two over there love the observer. Um, <laughs> I would say if this is not a five star rumble then it is at least like a four and a half star. I will not accept personally anything lower than a four. So I uh, I would honestly go as far as say this might be a five, a five star or a four and a half star. It's definitely one of the better rumble. But what is the perfect rumble? What is like the best The closest rumble? ones I can think, the closest one I could think to off the top of my head is like, no, there's two. Drew and Ray. Ray to me is still like the best. In grand, that's rooted in my childhood. Yeah, but so that's bias. Yeah, and I, I remember we watched that rumble like friggin' like last year or so. Mm-hmm. We were just hanging out in here, and, we, and I threw it on just to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it gets slow in the middle. So. It gets slow in the middle, but the 2001 rumble is really good too. Mm. But yeah, you got but Kane yeah. just throwing it around. Actually, too, the rumble to that was 2014. Where Roman was just like slaying. Yeah, he eliminated like, like twelve dudes. Yeah, yeah, and he beat Kane's. So like that was a good one too. But yeah, would you rate the match out of five, you guys? If you could, I would rate it four and a half. Mm. It's definitely on the high end of the rumbles. Is it the best rumble of all time? I don't think so. I'm very partial to the Drew McIntyre rumble. I do like the Rey Mysterio that was a rumble. Great rumble. 2001. You can't forget about 1992 with Ric Flair winning either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 98. Hey, the, I was just saying, the awesome or 99. <sighs> yes, Jake, or 99. All right. Rating? I am not doing fucking Wrestling Observer Scales. Then, James, scales. you rate the match. Well, well, I'm curious what Jake says. Hey, you're special. You can do whatever you want. Rate yeah. out of seven stars for was all it I a, care. I don't care. No. Either. Was I'm, this rumble a hot or not, Jay? Yeah, was no, it hot or was me, it not? No, 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 no. I'm doing Dave Portnoy scale. I'm doing I'm doing one bite scale. Oh, okay. you're doing the one bite. That's scene? the only scale that matters. Okay. Okay. It's okay. the what? It's the one bite scale. Okay, which is one out of ten. Okay. 
And I think I'm going to give this rumble 7.1. Okay. Because it was solid. I personally would set. Yo, seven's a solid score. Seven, you go out of your I just, way. I didn't say a thing. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, literally, I didn't say anything. You just started like getting aggro. I saw a face over there, and I wasn't sure what kind I of face this, I did this, James. Saying. I went. Yeah, see? How see, is that a face a that incites rage? That's antagonistic. He's, he, <laughs> he's saying that my score is whack with his face. I guess you offended both still I offended with your face. Jake. Dude, literally, seven. Jake, Jake, it's fine. Okay. Literally, next is the pitch black match, which, so. Uh, seven is, but I'm just saying, seven is a solid pizza, okay? Like, you got, like, you got, you can go out of your way for that pizza. And that's what this rumble is. I think it's solid, but it was missing a few things. I do think that there could have been more, like, surprises, personally. There was only one. So, they could have replaced a few of the mid-card guys. And... I honestly think that the women's rumble was better this year, but mm. we'll get into that. We were weirdly more into that one in different ways. I will say really quick, uh, I just want to say, I actually like that this rumble didn't really do a lot of the surprises or legacy. I like that it just focused on who we, they had. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, I can't, it's hard for me to really just rate the rumble match itself on a scale. Sure. Maybe at worst, Three and a, three and a quarter. Mm. Okay, but what's but, that? What's but that here's on the, the thing. scale? But on the Fortnite, here's the thing. I would rate the Cody and Gunter part four stars in the end. Okay, that for sure on the match itself. If you want me to do the Dave Portnoy Portnoy scale, sure, I'll give it like as a whole match out of enjoyment, like a mid seven, mid seven. Yeah, maybe yeah. seven, like a mid set, like seven point five, seven point six. All right, it was sweet. good. I had a lot of enjoyment. This, Very, there was also a lot of good star power. I felt like a lot. I was stoked for most of the people that would come in, not a bunch of just lame mid card geeks. An hour and eleven minutes. This was, and there was a nice uh, little uh, tribute when Cody Rhodes like pointed to the sign. Oh yeah. Oh my god! When Cody fucking did the hand signs where he too sweeted the Ken- Kenny Omega's little g- g- handguns gesture and then pointed to the sign where I'm like. All right. Yeah, Are you sure? Mean, I thought yeah, that, that the handgun that, thing was was a Jay Briscoe tribute. Maybe that too. You know what that means? I thought that was a reach to the sky thing. It means Kenny Omega at WrestleMania. Also, we didn't get any Jericho in the Rumble. Oh, well. I was a little bummed. Quote, oh, no. Quote, but I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't actually Oh, like no. That the guy bummed. that is exclusively signed to AEW didn't show up. I know. What ball. a cock. No, no. The 50th greatest metal singer of all time. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? I just love that he turned his comments <laughs> off. <laughs> what a fucking shit. All you guys start. Uh, I love Jericho. I'm just saying that publicly. Okay. Hey, cool. Next match. Okay. Can we just keep the short? I mean, Jericho is my well, second Well, I don't know. How can we keep, like, what do you have to say about the Mountain Dew pitch black match? What I have to say about the ma- First, I will say. What? I thought the match they- was very pretty. Here's the thing. I didn't know it was a Mountain Dew sponsored match. I didn't really. How's it? God damn Mountain Dew. Yeah, how does it feel? God that damn Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah, Bray Wyatt's first match is a sponsorship match. Yeah, with and we still LA need to see Knight. if he has that, like, if he had it on the side of his arm because it looked like it. It looked like he had the so, logo. Pitch black match, Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. Um. So they come out right. The match I I I, lo- I want I was because this was short, right? This match went. It was the shortest match on the card. This went five minutes. Um. I'm glad it only went five minutes because I feel like the longer it went on, the worse my night would have gotten. 
Uh, they did simple stuff. They hit each other with shit. Bray pinned him out of nowhere. There was nice colors. There was neon colored popcorn. And uh, then there was fire and shit. When, well, how uh, was this match a pitch black match? Was it pitch black in there? It was. They should have called it a black light match. So they use a black light. Yeah, because so that's it was the thing. a bunch we, of neon. We were so literally. Here's the thing. Me and James were talking on the way over. We're like, they're calling it a pitch black match because we a were pitch black a, match. a political black match. So we well, were. This is that. Uh, well, because pitch black. So like. We were unsure on the way over because we're like, well, it's pitch black. It's like, does that mean going to be lights off? Like, what is it? It's like, is that like a boiler room match or is that like a empty arena match? Is this just House of Horrors 2 or Firefly Funhouse match 2? But then we found out, wait a minute, you from you, you're it's like, oh, yeah, that's a Mountain Dew brand. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a Mountain Dew flavor. And I was like, what? And then the match comes on and Bray, he's got this new paint get up because the I think story it was the, special for this match yeah the 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 story getting here is convoluted but basically uh it's bray embracing his demons because it's part of who he is and uh he had this paint job he had some fangs and red contact lenses um i thought the, i actually thought the paint looked quite good on him but yeah they just had a short match he pinned him really quick he didn't utilize the toolbox he threw in there i realized maybe i don't know we couldn't fucking see yeah and then it was the, pitch black. I feel like I saw more than I used to during Fiend matches when the lights were red. Maybe it's because Jake has a really nice screen, but yeah, Jake has a hundred foot screen that we watched. Hundred inch, hundred <laughs> inch, hundred inch screen. Hundred foot would be pretty sweet. <laughs> that would be gnarly. Isn't that as big as your apartment? You make a little more money than that, but so yeah, uh, Bray puts him away quick, and then. Uh, then Bray is like, yeah, I beat you. Then he like puts on a yeah, different. Yeah, he mask. puts on a fucking mask. I thought, and then he's get, then he's no selling a lightsaber. Shots to the it face. It wasn't actually a lightsaber. It was a kendo stick. You guys know it was a kendo stick. Nah, that thing was a fucking lightsaber. <sighs> So, then so yeah, like he chases him out. Yeah, LA Knight turned into a fucking Jedi, but failed to take down the Sith Lord Bray Wyatt as he as Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt was pulling out his Darth Maul. Yeah, like literally chasing old poor LA Knight out to somewhere. And then they went, they, went to a, they went to a stage and because we were just talking about the Inferno match with Kane and Taker, which, you know, we were. Well, me and Jake were. Yeah, I don't and, think I was uh, part of that conversation. And if you guys remember uh, that near the end of that match, Undertaker beats a Paul Bear on the stage and shit. So so I was thinking like, oh, OK, that's whatever. He's going to do whatever. But then again, you can barely see. We only know he's there because they cut to him. And then as the fog thins, you can see him better. Uncle Howdy is atop a thing. And uh, Uncle Howdy yeets himself off the thing onto L.A. Night. Apparently he missed, but I wasn't watching that. I didn't see any really too many crazy replays. And then fire happens and then everyone goes home. And you can see like the Firefly Funhouse characters in the back watching over Bray. So I was like, yeah, OK, that was all right. So, all right, uh, since you're more of a fan of Bray Wyatt, how would you uh, accept this match? Well, I mean, I wouldn't and say how my you... expectations were low going in, but like, uh, you know. Yeah, what do you think of this match well, and what do you think you... of the post angle? Well, as I've told you guys, I mean, I've, you know, I was a little eh on when Bray came because his return was cool and the first week was cool. But by, you know, week two or three, they weren't doing much with him. Then they started doing the L.A. Knight thing. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the play. But then, you know, L.A. Knight turns on the L.A. Knight up to 11. I'm like, OK, this is really fun. Um, but I was ex- I was kind of figuring I was expecting slash hoping Bray would just kill him quick because I well the match was quick match was quick but you know but you know I was I was hoping either that or if it's gonna go ten minutes like it was Fiend and Balor back in the first SummerSlam when he debuted and everybody liked him 
Want to recall everybody liked him at that point? What's the, well, are we talking about The Fiend? The Fiend, when he first debuted at that SummerSlam and that match with Balor, everyone turned on him in that Hell in the Cell match. I don't blame him. But anyway, I wouldn't say my expectations were low, but I, I walked away from the match and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I feel like I've been I feel like I've been kind of uh, low key bullied by the observer people and by some wrestling fans into keeping my expectations low for because I dig it, man. I dig the mythology. I like the uh, uh, I like the characters and music and stuff, but I don't know. Um, I thought it was fine. That's really all I can say. <sighs> so what would you rate the match then? I would just give it a three. It was f- like like when I think three, uh, well, is three a good match or was two a good match? Is mm. that how Observer does? I don't know. Oh, whatever. I'll give it a it's three. Your, it's I'll your it heart. A, I'll give it a three. It's fine. It's uh, inoffensive. How about you? And Tom? I thought the art design looked nice. I thought it looked neat. All right. How about you, Thomas? I didn't think the match was good. Like if I had to rate it, I would probably rate it a one point twenty five. But I don't put any of that blame onto LA Knight or Bray Wyatt. It, I think circumstantially they were just given a shit hand. <laughs> I thought the match I, I thought the match was kind of pretty to look at. I I did I did like yeah, the black I, lights I, really and I, said, I like I, the I, I like the colors, but it I like Bray Wyatt a lot too. Like I I'm definitely in Bray Wyatt's camp and I like LA Knight, but this was just not the type of match that they should have been given. So did he give that match rating? Yeah, he said one in a quarter. One in a quarter. Dog, what the fuck is going on? I they like it was a wood Bray. Yes, because I like Bray Wyatt, but it's just disappointment after disappointment. And <laughs> I honest, <laughs> but look, I'm not even trying to be hard on on Bray, but it's just like no, it, you're trying to be hard on me. If it, uh, sure, no, 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 no. All of Bray's performance yeah. reflects yeah. you. Yeah, you are not because you guys aren't nice about your Bray Wyatt criticism. You're, you'll tell you'll tell me to my face. Oh, he sucks. He's an awful wrestler. And it's like okay, he's not. Well, he's not. It's not like he's one of my favorite modern wrestlers or anything. Well, thanks but, guys. But just because he's your favorite wrestler doesn't mean he's free from criticism. No, it's not that he's free from criticism. Criticize the fucker. I'll criticize the Undertaker. All right, so let me criticize but, Bray Wyatt. So what do you say? Let me criticize. Okay. Here's the thing. Say nice criticisms. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's my nice criticism. I did start getting into the match, and I would have liked it to go like at least another five minutes. I would. Because it was was getting kind of fun to me. It was a little goofy, and it was a little all over the place, and I was was liking it. I think when they lean into the campiness of Bray's character, I think that's when it excels. And also, I like LA Knight a lot. Yeah. 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 But, and I'm so glad that, I know you guys liked it, but, like, I'm just glad he's not doing this stupid fucking Dupree shit anymore. But That shit was funny. Dude, Maximum Male Models Maximum was Maximum Male Models with Mansour. Right, but LA Knight's... Mansour. and Masse. But LA Knight's bigger than that. Well, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. D- Wait, actually, I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> I, think he, I think where he is is his ceiling, but he's great at it. Give him the Intercontinental Belt one day. I don't know. I think that I think that he's got. Or am I saying he's headlining like WrestleMania next year? No, he's also forty. So like, I don't necessarily see that happening. But yeah, yeah, I think that there's more to, and I think that you're definitely seeing it more, especially with like the uh, last week on Raw. Anyways, I thought that the match was fun and it was getting fun, and I was like wacky. Look, I like I like some trashy, you know, hardcore stuff that is just wacky, getting smacked with kendo sticks and all that. So that was fun, and then the popcorn spilling everywhere was like one of the coolest visuals was of cool. the night. That was but cool. then comes they could have ended the match and it would have been fine, in my opinion. But then they had to overdo it and overbook 
Like Bray, like stuff. Triple H said this one thing about Bray right before he came back to like a month before Bray actually came mm. back. And I thought it was like the best way to describe Bray's thing where he's like, he's like, he's like Bray is one of the most creative cats I've ever worked with, but he's also his own worst enemy yeah. because he's so, per- because he's so into his own ideas that sometimes he doesn't allow uh, other people to step in and pull him off the edge. And dude, this whole segment afterwards with the whole, like him w- putting on another mask like and that, just, where he becomes invincible, it made him impervious. Yeah, why didn't he put that mask on? You know, at the beginning of yeah, the match, and and even the way he put the mask on, he just went and grabbed it from the freaking side of the turnbuckle. Well, there, there was the no thing. presentation. He beat La La Knight, right? And now he's going to kill La Knight. There was a lot of murder on the show. Yeah, but he didn't even kill. He basically just chased La Knight to where his like crony like did some weird stunt yeah. jump off the top. It's just like the. All I can say is this, is Bray's character and his whole thing, and I honestly feel that some of this is really on Bray because I think he does get a lot of creative control with this thing. Bray's character sucks when it comes to actual execution. He has all these great ideas, but at the end of the day, sometimes like it just, on, on paper it looks cool, but when it's actually executed, it's a little rough. And there, it's not all bad all the time. There are like, you know, Bray does have his moments. Like even when he came back, like that was a, like the drawn out like return, that was sick and everything. But like the execution, like we go back to the swamp match. We go back to the yeah. So this was the match I, I wanted a little time on, even though it was the shitty one. We, right. But but we 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 could speed through. Oh, it. Thanks, Jake. But I'm just saying, it's just I would like to see better execution on his end. Well, that's and, reasonable. And, and maybe it's not even him, but like whoever's controlling his shit, his producers, whatever, just. Pull it back in. It's like the thing with uh, Russo. He's almost like Russo in a sense where it's just like, <laughs> pull it back. There's some good ideas there. Hey, bro. There, There's some good ideas there. All right, James, your turn. All right. Well, I'll, well, there's oh. not much else I can really, that you guys said that I can really add on. I was like, thankfully the match was short. The post-match angle was goofy. As I said, they use the lightsaber, let alone the build up to the match. Homeboy is literally saying, you don't want me when it goes dark. It doesn't go dark. We have Mountain Dew colors. It kind of was very campy and goofy. And it ended with, I guess, LA Knight's dead. Now, how would I rate the match? Uh, under two stars. I don't know. Like, Well, Thomas gave it one and a quarter. I'll give it one and a half. Day Portnoy scale? No, no, no. Day Portnoy scale to 5.2. But if you include the aftermath, it goes down to like a 3.9. All right. Now then, the women's uh, title match. Which went two minutes longer. This was seven minutes. Yeah, Alexa, another short fucking match. And it was a title match, too. Alexa Bliss and Bianca. Like, they were beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, beat, they beat the shit. That's, that, that's like the story of this night. X beat the shit out of X. Yeah. They had yeah. a fair back yeah. and forth. Yeah. They had a fair back and forth. Nothing crazy, spectacular. And th- these, are, these are my notes verbatim. They kind of just had a match. Yeah, six they kind of had a match, and then it just kind of you know, ended. Actually, you know yeah. what? This is three stars. If I give the last one three stars because I think it's fine, no, I'm going to bump that one down to a two, and I'm going to give this one a three because this is just And they fine. both look pretty. They're very, they're very yes. pretty, and Bianca Belair. Shocker, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair are pretty women. And Bianca, uh. I've been behind, even though Thomas hated her. And I was like, no, Thomas, she's going to be something. And he's like, no, she's not. She's just edited. Thomas didn't say that. Yeah, all right, Thomas, I, what'd you say? I never hated Bianca Belair. I just didn't care for her in NXT. Well, oh, obviously, she didn't care for her. Oh, yeah, that sounds her. like hatred, Jake. It's, 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 it's fine line. It's fine line. He didn't believe she was going to win the Rumble. 
and then she's like, <laughs> I'm glad I was proven wrong with yeah. Bianca Belair. Bianca yeah. be proven you wrong. Since Anyways. you're the huge Bianca Belair, Mark, how about go through this match with us, Jake. Weave us a tale of what happened during this match. Yeah, all seven minutes. The pro- and oh, how am I supposed to weave through the match? 35 the seconds. whole time, James is just like, so would you rather sleep, or would you rather cuddle with Avril Lavigne or Alex? <laughs> <laughs> or have hour-long naughty sessions with Liv Morgan. Or what about if Ryan Cabrera and Alexa Bliss were together? Would you like? So how why did you bring up Ryan Cabrera? Because I he's, didn't. Because he's married to Alexa Bliss. I brought I brought up bowling with soup. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you're like, who would you rather be so, in a bowling for soup music video with? I'm like, what the fuck? He's over here just throwing all these like curveballs. Uh, no, just these like what ifs. Just because I like me some blonde alt girls with some pink hair. And here we are. So I didn't get to pay attention to the match enough, but I knew it was strong enough. So I'm going to give it a 6.6 James on the Dave Portnoy scale. James accidentally buried the match. Yeah, the match, like... Oh, and then spooky segment at the end with Alexa. Which is some creepy stuff. Yeah, like, with just with me in the match, it was just kind of like... It was kind of there. They did... They were doing an okay performance, but it was fucking quick. Yeah. Literally, once, like, Bianca hit it the KOD like out of nowhere, and just... Yeah, just fucking... I agree with that statement. And then, yeah, after we got like spooky shit with Alexa where I'm like sitting there and I'm just going like, dang, I don't know why. I'm like low key thinking like spooky Alexa would be pretty sketchy if I walked outside a good friend, uh, good friend Bone Steel, Mr. Hot or Not's like freaking apartment walking down that hallway and then it goes dark and then she pops up in the end. I would totally shit myself. Is it because you're scared of girls? Yes. <laughs> Girls are scarier, like in horror things. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm just saying. An like, old lady in a horror movie, like a creepy old lady in a horror movie, is way more sketch than like. Dude, a creepy that old gave man. me that gave me flashbacks to uh, what was that movie we watched in my house? Uh, um, Insidious. Like, Insidious. Yeah. So, sorry, you go. No, that was it. Did yeah. You, did you did you rate this? Here, I'll just throw yeah, my I'll rating. Give it a three. Yeah, I'm just gonna give it a two and a half. Yeah. It was there wasn't much to it. All right, T. What'd you think of that match? I'm gonna give it a two. Again, there was two. it was a there was nothing score. wrong with the match, but there wasn't much with it, the match. You 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 almost expect more out of Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss, but you did. So, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, with Bianca. Well, at you, least you, you, you at, should expect more out of Bianca. Yeah, at least Bianca. Mm-hmm. Bianca is like the sh- honestly Bianca is like the the female Shawn Michaels. I think of like this generation. In the ring? Be- hey, that's not the weirdest oh, take. Remember when... Oh, here no, we go with no, the James, face. James, James, James. That's not the weirdest take. Remember when... Bri- well, this I don't know if it's weird, but remember when Brian Alvarez was trying to say he thought Rhea Ripley could be Hulk Hogan level? Sure. Yeah, I remember that. Bianca Be- Belair kills it in the ring. Like, I, No, it, she's a great it, wrestler. In WWE? Like, Some for, of her promo but, stuff leaves me a little bit to be desired. But Shawn Michaels. Name, name a better female in-ring wrestler in WWE on the main roster right now. Right now? The question now, is, is she better than Charlotte? That's where this conversation leads. I don't think... See, here's the thing. Better than Charlotte? I don't know. But is Charlotte better than her? I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. they are at the very least leveled. Dude, she delivers like pre, like pay-per-view stealing matches, which... And I'm not oh, saying... Oh, dude, that Becky match was like match of the night that night, debatably. Yeah, and so was the Rumble, like, like you know, her Rumble, too. It's like... But Alexa Bliss, though. Two two years in a row at Mania. Yeah. Like, I go as far as to say Bianca Belair put on the best match of WrestleMania in general. We should really... Two, re- two years in a row. We should really revel in Bianca, because we literally watched that her become a superstar right before our eyes. Yeah, but this match with Alexa yeah. was just kind of there. And obviously, it was probably just mm-hmm. time. 
But hey, so that oh sorry, she is Miss WrestleMania. So okay, there you go. okay, there you go. Okay, okay. Down See, no, 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 all you, mo- all you motherfuckers, right what? now, just looking at me, Mom, like, oh, Jake Bone that, Steel that called me a motherfucker. Such, that is such a ridiculous thing for Bone Steel. To, to, when 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 so, when a woman when when a woman wrestler at WrestleMania out delivers Bianca for more years in a row, let me know. Let me know. Uh, Sasha. Depen- well, depends how. But Sasha's never even won at Mania. Yeah, but oh, except I, until yeah, but you're talking about Shawn Michaels. That Shawn Michaels wasn't a winner. He just had awesome matches. He definitely lost more Manias than one. Yes, I know that. But we're also to, I don't know. Bian- I think I think I think this Rhea Mania match is going to be Bianca her flowers. Damn it! Next, we have the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, the number huh? And we'll we should move at a more brisk pace through this Rumble because we got to get through thirty of them. Yeah. Well, it's that, hey, I tried to keep the light mat, the blackout match short. So number one and two, uh, there's it was that I could tell you it was impossible. No, no. There, how I do you things to say? <laughs> there, things there are to things say. to say about that match, but this one though, you said of, you said the he said the least though, which is interesting. Which is you know I thought he'd have the most. So if I have to just put up with you, it's fine. So number one and two for women's Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley babes. and Liv Morgan. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I'm gonna, I need to tell you all right now for context. This is important to yeah, the show. Yeah, what's the narrative of this match? The narrative of the match isn't even the match. The narrative was us. The narrative was James having a hate boner for Liv Morgan. He's like, yeah. why the fuck is Liv Morgan here? Knock her the fuck out. And Jake having a boner boner for Liv Morgan. And he's like, oh, yes. My oh, all, my it, all it, blondes. Yeah. It wasn't an, oh, yes. It was, she's a very nice, respectable lady. And So I w- for the next and hour. And I would like. Like, and I would like and to I go th- on a date with her. And I think. And play Super Mario Kart and get some boba. And I'll pay for well, it. Well, I think Liv Morgan, the person, is, I'm sure, is a pretty nice, like, is a pretty nice person. But the character that she portrays as a performer is a fucking total geek and kind of fucking sucks and does really dumb, stupid shit. So this and then we have hold on and then we go to Rhea Ripley who James you should hate her character because she's <laughs> how do I hate her character because she's in an awesome relationship with Dominic oh, Mysterio I know but she loves all the bands that don't matter yeah the, the, like yo Motionless <laughs> and White are they even doing anything nowadays does anyone even like Motionless White yeah motherfucker Rhea Ripley likes Motionless oh, and White oh yeah so how about that Rhea the Ripley Royal and Rumble time the Royal just Rumble. reopen old wounds, Jake. Rhea Ripley, the Royal Rumble winner. Say that five times fast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Rhea Ripley, the is a motionless and white fanatic. So, anyway, well, she looks like Chris Bosh. She also likes Slayer, Jake. I think she likes a lot of different music. Yeah, I think. Anyway, you're gonna tell me Slayer matters. No, but yeah, no, and yeah. you would you wouldn't have Slayer's said that her theme song. You wouldn't have said that even when they were still around. So that's your bias, show. That is my bias, but I'm just saying. Well, I'm glad that Motionless and White matters and the and the Royal Rumble winner has proved Big it. bias bone steel. Okay, so that so so literally, okay, the last two minutes of audio you all just heard, that was the entire hour that this rumble match lasted. Yeah, with us watching. It's like, why the fuck is Dave every other five minutes? Oh god, Liv Morgan's still here. Oh, that's right. Why the fuck is Liv Morgan still here? Yo, Liv it was Morgan actually, lasted oh, longer oh, than your You're making me pick. sound like I was actually serious. No, I know you weren't serious. I'm just sitting there like... I know you were just fucking with Jake. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> why the fuck is Liv Morgan still here? Yeah. She Get lasted, the fuck out. She lasted longer than your pick. That's Who was funny. my pick? 
I didn't have a pick. You were you were pretty stoked on I was, uh, You know, my pick was not Liv Morgan. And anyone all, else. And what's her name? Except uh, Nia Jax. Here's the thing. No one uh, Roxy had, Perez. You liked Roxy oh, Perez. Oh, I love Roxanne Perez. No one, and this is the thing that's wild. Is, so much for the brisk pace, Jake. Hey, well, I, I'm just saying, because here's the thing. We don't have to go through every jobber that came through the freaking rubble. Like, we're just talking about oh the main God. shit. But look, no... As as, no, as stoked as everyone is that Rhea won because everyone's down with Rhea, no one like claimed that she would win. No one was like, "All right, yeah." Like I that's think a my lot pick. of people hoped she won. I, that, exactly, everyone was hoping it, but no one was like, "Yeah, okay." Like I, I'm putting. Well, my I mean, money haven't down some of the Rhea. women's most of the women's rumbles? There's only been seven of them, six of them now. But haven't most of them been kind of the had of let, kind of letdowns? Hey, I just know. Hey, I didn't have no expectations going into the yeah. women's rumble. I was just like, I don't even know who's in it. And I was just more shocked that people thought they were injured return in the match. Yeah. Like Natalia and Shotzi. So going through this match, the first three people, because here's, I will say this though about this match. I did mention how there'd be periods of people were in for a long time, but then Dude, people ran the, Yeah. This match was worse about that than the men's because the, the first four people to come out in a row without anything really happening is Dana Brooke, then Emma, Shayna Baszler, then Bailey from d- 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 Damage Control. And then no, the, the, the Damage Control narrative of this match with them just kind of just like, you know, yeah. being the team. I fucking love that part of the match. It should They should have been in longer, but yes. I, the first elimination. Dude, it was like the good portion well, of the no, match. I know, I know. But then number seven came out B-Fab of Hit Row. You're like, yeah, B-Fab. And then she got eliminated by Rhea Ripley. And that was the next uh, elimination for like three spots. And it's like, oh, so this is how this rumble's going to be. Okay. Yep. But the next was Roxanne Perez, which we popped for. I was like, hell yeah. Roxanne Perez rules. And then Roxanne Perez does some sick spots. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, she was pretty sick. And then the next people are Dakota Kai and Eo Sky, who you may recognize as uh, uh, Bailey's teammates in damage control. They were taking control of the match. They were controlling their narrative. Uh-huh. And then uh, after Eo Sky gets in, Dana Brooke goes by. <laughs> Dana Brooke goes bye bye. Control your narrative. Control your narrative. Uh, Dana Brooke goes bye bye, and then very quickly they eliminate Emma, and then Roxanne Perez, and we were bummed. I'm not bummed about Emma. I was bummed about not Emma about Roxanne Perez. Yeah, I was like, oh, why no? Why didn't we get more Roxanne? The next was Bret Hart. Yo, Chelsea, um, Chelsea Green should have eliminated Emma. That would have been sick. I was kidding. Zach Ryder's my man. Oh yeah, there was like two ladies that Zach Ryder's have had sexual intercourse with oh, yeah, in this match. Right. That we're aware of. Well, two, late, two ladies on this pay-per-view with uh, Buddy Matthews, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Alexa, he Bli- Alexa Bliss, and who's the other one? Rhea. Rhea, that's right. He pulls. So, good wrestler, too. So, uh, so besides, so yeah, then uh, Natalia yeah, comes out. That? Natalia comes out. That's cool. Next is Candice LeRae, or as me and James have been calling her for like six Candace years now. LeBay. Candice LeBay. Uh, and then damage control takes control. They eliminate Shayna and Natty. Oh, you know what was one thing about this fucking match? I just realized huh. so many of these ladies' equipment all had the. Oh my god! Can we talk dude, about that, please? Yo, say it something. Every team extreme, they're just like, yo, let's. Uh, and I know you guys are saying pitch black because it is purple. They were and green. dressed like pitch black Mountain Dew, Jacob. But before pitch black exists, you know what existed, yeah, Jacob? Eduardo, what? Yeah, Jacob. Team extreme. Eduardo. Oh yeah, Jack. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Idby. Oh, yeah, is that true? Jacques? Yes, Edwardian. Yeah, is that true? Are you going to keep saying Jacques or are you actually going to come oh, yeah. up with a different iteration? Yeah, hey. I, I said Jacques, but in different, way, different hey, languages. Hey, hey, hey. Multicultural, motherfucker. Hey, hey, gentlemen. Gentlemen. So what the fuck are you about to say, Ed? <laughs> what I was about to say was... Um, uh, 
I was well, I was talking about damage control. It fucking made me forget, Jake. Thomas was about to say. Hey, we we're talking about Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Thomas, yeah, yeah, Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Everyone was coloring Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Me and James were saying it the whole night. I was like, oh my God, that's what this is. That's why. Because it was literally almost all of them with the same color schemes. There were a couple standouts, but a lot of them had that neon green, that black, that pink, that vaguely colored purple. And Jake the whole time was trying to be like, you know, guys, yeah, you, it's, know, uh, team you know, guys, it's not uh, exactly. Yeah, you know. Jeff Hardy. Okay, but Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. All right, all right. It's fake news until we know for a fact that that's a thing where everyone was like yeah let's have all the women like you know dress in colors for pitch black we don't know that those two things are connected tiebreaker could, thomas what do you could think? you just imagine though think about this that fashion does have trends and maybe right now the neon green and purple is a thing so women i think it was a relation to the sponsor of this uh yeah that is such show. a subtle thing wwe would not like oh, WWE, subtle, let's, subtle. let's for it was half the roster let's force let's for, it was like 20 of them it might listen, have been 50 listen to yourself does that make sense let let's force all of our independent contractors who pay for their own gear to go out and have very like and like, like make the same color scheme it this no. is WWE. No. This is it. I, I'm I'm begging it's a coincidence. Wait till if if Uncle Dave says otherwise, I might take his word for it. But until then, it's just a it's just a coincidence. Tiebreaker, uh, Thomas. What do you think? Yeah, Thomas. I think that it falls closer to the coincidence category because I don't think WWE would be coordinated enough to pull that off. Are you sure about that? Um, Why would there? There was no mentions either. There, like you don't think that they would. They had a whole match. Oh, there's the dumbest part of this whole podcast. You're gonna say that 15 women in this whole match were like, yeah, like you guys all have to wear these colors and everything. Oh, and the why would they? Why would and then the announcers aren't gonna mention it at all. Be like, oh yeah, well you know they're wearing color. You know Mountain Dew. That blah blah. It was pointless. There, there's no point in doing that unless that they were. But then why were they? Because it was a coincidence, and the colors are probably in for 20 women. Nah. Uh, Bro, what do you see hey. here? Green and purple? Hey. Why? Because the color scheme works, hey. dog. I totally it, forgot. What the fuck did Thomas say right now? I got Jake, you've been he just going off. He thinks it's closer to a coincidence oh. because WWE, he doesn't think WWE is coordinated enough. Well, I'm fucking thinking WWE is coordinated like that. And they would make the women do sponsor shitty sponsorship colors Jake, you, for Jake, a soda that they were promoting throughout the whole fucking show. Jake, you've been watching wrestling longer than us. You've been a diehard you, W Mark most of your life until you, you know, went with the mainstream and decided to jump to AEW when it was cool. You can't possibly sit there and tell me WWE wouldn't do something like that. It's not worth the effort. It's not worth it. You know moving what? On. We're, we're to, <laughs> moving we're, on. We're going to agree to disagree because none of us we're have the actual, we, none of us have the actual answer. So, well, yeah. Only way, only the thing we could do is try to hit up, you know, like Tegan Knox. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Were you told to wear these color schemes Mountain for a sponsorship? Dew, Mountain Dew Thomas? representative Tegan Knox. Yo, Thomas, that's yo, you. Pop, hit yo, ro- yo, roll in the Tegan Knox's DMs and ask. Yeah, ask, ask that. Hey, baby. <laughs> Hey baby. All right. So, so what next, were we in next the next was next was Zoe Stark and the next was Jia Lee. Who this was some Zia bullshit. Jia Lee. She came out with this was some bullshit. She came out with the six staff. They would not let her take it into the ring, even though, as Thomas pointed out, they let Elias come in with a guitar and hit somebody. Well, Elias is a big man. He's like twice the size of a ref. So I I feel like the ref would have an easier time taking something away. Then again, she did chuck that ref. She did chuck the ref. Um, but and then and then the EO Sky eliminates Candice LeBay. Becky comes out, huge pop, 
Tegan Knox comes out. I think we pop more than the crowd. Becky did a good job too. She was clear. clear Wait, we popped for Tegan Knox. I was just well, going. We were kind of yeah. stoked. Thomas to see her. No, popped I was, for Tegan. I popped for Tegan. Knox. I'm just sitting there. I was like, oh, fuck. Thomas popped enough for all of us. I just, I just went, oh fuck. <laughs> Tegan Knox exists. No, it's Thomas Knox's his Teague <laughs> to Tegan Knox. Or so, he, te- he teagues his knocks. So continuing on. as a Thomas penis joke for anyone listening. Next is Asuka. And <laughs> then everybody popped. Everybody popped. Yeah, she looked, I was she looked like there. a fucking demon and she looked amazing and killed everyone. Yeah, no, dude. Asuka like never has been around in ever. Oh, she looked awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Asuka looked awesome. Paint, her face paint was she better came, than Brave. Asuka she wrestles awesome. Like she, she seemed really like fresh. Because I don't know. Asuka gimmick was getting a little stale for a minute. Like. Even uh, you could be as badass as you want, but if you're the same thing every single week without, you know, it worked for Goldberg. It, it worked like, uh, okay. I think Oscar lasted a little bit longer than Goldberg. She did. Yeah. But this is a, this is a nice little refresh, a fresh paint, of coat. You mean a fresh coat of paint? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a joke. That uh, on Conrad's to- podcast. God. Ooh. Best paint of coat. You guys obviously don't listen to Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I we, got enough of him when I had to watch that A&E documentary on Bret Hart and the Montreal Screwjob, and I was like, fuck Bruce Pritchard. Oh, yeah, let's not listen to the guy that's actually been there for 30 years. Let's listen to two guys that... He's, like, going, let's to, listen, he's, go, he, he's going to say whatever makes Vince looks not that shitty. All right, He's not going to be 100% honest. Let's just listen to the guy that's not in the, like, not in the company. Continue. Next is Piper Nevin with her name back. Some of you might remember her as Do Drop. Yeah, that's that cool. really dumb name. Piper Nevin's back in man. Mm, man, good that's to see cool. her again. Then the next was somehow still has a job. Tamina Snuka. I'm sorry, Tamina Redacted. Uh, nothing happens. Next is Chelsea Green, who who's back. It's like, oh shit, it's Chelsea Green. Yeah, she always showed up at XT for a little bit, and then she got released, and then now she's here, and then she got thrown out in the Rumble. And if she marries Zack Ryder, she will own half of a very impressive wrestling figure collection. Yeah, yeah. If they're going by yeah, if they're going by California divorce law. Well, they live in Florida, so. Wow. But then at Chelsea Green, she gets gone, and then eventually, uh, and then this was crazy. In one fell swoop, I think she did it all by herself. Liv Morgan eliminated, yeah. much to James's horror, eliminated Becky, Eo, and Dakota uh, in one uh, go by uh, herself. Uh, yeah, good stuff. I'm just my, like, God babe. damn it! I was just like, God damn it! I wanted Eo and Oscar to face off, but oh no, we have Liv Morgan over here, kind of ruining everything. This fucking lame ass character. Damage control, lost control. All right. So after damage control, lost was control. Was Selena got... Vega with a Street Fighter gimmick? Another shameless promotion. And then she cut. And then she has a Street Fighter fight with Xia Lee on the apron. That was cool. And then yeah, she beats. She gets rid of Xia uh, Lee. Next is uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I wrote Ra- my phone autocorrected to Rachel Rodriguez. Dude, good Rachel Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, Raquel Rodriguez. That was cool. Next, then they throw out uh, what's her name, Michin? Uh We could say Mia. Yim. Well, yeah, but I was trying to you know remember her new name. Uh, and then Lacey Evans came out. What's her What's her gimmick now? Operation Cobra Commander, Cobra Clutch. Yeah, Operation Cobra C- Cobra Clutch. And the next was you're not enough for me. Uh, it's Michelle McCool. Also known as Undertaker's wife. Yeah, yeah. The Michelle fucking being a monster. Again. And then to me, she sent makes to me to go bye-bye. And then, oh, I was so stoked. Number 26 was Indy Hartwell, who shows up and does moves. Yep. 
Uh, nothing happens. Sonya Deville comes out. Then Lacey eliminates Selena. That was, you know, that was that was whatever. Next is Shotzi Blackheart. Indy goes bye-bye. Next was Nikki Cross. And then, okay, who, who do one of you guys want to try to set up number 30? Thomas, well, Jake, James. Oh, my God. So here's the thing about number 30. They don't even have the timer go down. Botch. Out of fucking nowhere. We just see logo and music going. And it's like, holy shit, it's Nia Jax. And they, you see them put up the timer for a second, but they realize, ah, oh, we fucked up. Everyone knows number 30 is the returning Nia Jax. Thomas, what was your nickname for her? Oh, the Samoan sandwich machine. That's a good nickname, Thomas. That's very clever. She's back. She was wearing uh, a very. What, what did you describe her as? Well, her thing looked like the Incredible, like like uh, like the Incredibles costume. The Mister Incredible. <laughs> yeah, she comes in and she doesn't say this right, but she gets in the ring. She's basically like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" And then they all beat her. They give us a roar spot. Yeah, like everyone tries to jump Nia Jax, but then Nia Jax does a roar spot where everyone tumbles all Ooh. over. Raw brawn, and then they end up throwing her out. Yeah, they end up throwing her out to the pop of everyone. I'm like, here's the thing: like when Nia Jax returned, people pop, going, "Holy shit, it's Nia Jax!" But then we're just sitting there, it's like, "No fuck, it's Nia Jax." Yeah, yo, she gonna punch someone straight in the face? That's what you said. Yo, she gonna break someone's nose? I know our climactic number thirty. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. It's the Moen Sandwich Machine. I know. Fucking Jesus Fight, 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 fight. We fast forward a little bit, and then boom, we are at the last three. Yeah, fight, 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 fight. People were, like, getting knocked out. We're at the last three. I was going to do it a little more, you know, better than them. Stuff happens, and it's so cool. Jake's hungry over here. And then then we get to the good stuff, These dudes want food. You're hungry. You ate all of Thomas's chips. Okay, you did, what? but no, it sounds I funny, it sounds I funny if I ate, like, that. six chips, and then Thomas was friendly and hooked me up with some plantain chips. So what happens... I munched on a little bit. So what Thank happens, you, Thomas. So what happens... You're welcome. So what happens is now we're down to uh, Asuka, Rhea, 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 and Liv. Yeah. And it's like... So literally, no matter who wins, pretty much we all win. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know that Asuka isn't as high on your penis pleasure scale. No, dude. I would lost Whoa, it. whoa. Penis pleasure scale. Deanne, did you hear what your son is saying? You just talked about Thomas masturbating. No, I didn't. Oh, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, oh, yes, yes, I did. I'm allowed to talk about Thomas's dick. He lives in my <laughs> he lives in my house under my roof. Stop talking. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's down to those three. This end spot was really cool. I'm gonna try to set best can. They're all all three of them are on the apron. And we didn't do this for the men's rubble. We all stood up. <laughs> Well, and we were yeah. getting very close to there the There were screen. stakes. Yes. Obviously, we knew Cody was going to win. Yeah. We didn't know who was going to win the women's win. Or at least I'm sitting there. I'm standing and I'm like... Well, someone was predicting Stone Cold was going to yeah, win. Yeah, no, I was, I was standing I was going... Please not live. Please not live. Please not live. Please let not live. Let there be a God, oh. his exact words. I'm like, let her, please let there be a God. You let Nia Jax get eliminated. <laughs> what was my other like well, moment? It oh. was those two. I think it was actually just those two. Well, and it I'm always like, gets there was sketch- like, it was, I'm like, is there a God? Please don't let Liv win. She fucking sucks. And then all three of them ended up on the outside rope. Oh, and, and then- Logan Paul not winning. 
Logan Paul not win, uh, being eliminated. You, I think you said it for that too. Did I say there was a god? I think. Well, there was a god for this rumble. All three of them end out on the apron, and we get some night. One of my favorite finishes ever. The motherfucking mist. I yeah. love some mist. Oscar is trying to miss Rhea, but she misses Hit Liv Morgan, so lives kind of down. So, but then Rhea kicks Oscar, and she's out. It's like ooh, ooh. So now it's between Rhea and Liv Morgan. Yeah, did the Iron Women throughout the whole match, number one and number two, and Liv. Kicks. Is fighting with a disadvantage, by the way. She has her eyes, her pretty little eyes, big eyes. Good. Covered <laughs> in poison mist. Have you ever been poisoned? No. But I can tell you that she didn't a, win and I was a happy. crazy Japanese woman, woman that could just shoot poison out of her mouth. Yeah. Well, that's never happened to me personally. Right. So I'm saying is like Liv was at a disadvantage here. It was a foreign object. Bodily fluids were flying. And yeah. So now, yeah, so now they're on the yeah. She so, did a code breaker. She did do a code breaker. Yeah, she does a lame code breaker. Yeah, who said Jericho's code breaker was even good? Nobody, nobody said that except Jericho. Jericho would say that. Yeah, I love you, Jericho. Let me open for you again. Yeah, he has the fiftieth best code breaker of all time. <laughs> Thomas, you're going to this route. You're not going to be allowed to open for Fozzie. Don't you want to play the, no. the sh- uh, Mr. Backing Tracks? The the, the Jer- Jericho Cruise? You mean Mr. Backing Tracks? Yeah, don't you want to be invited Are onto you the Jericho guys Cruise? Just, oh, my gosh. Chris. Oh, what? Chris, I'm not associated with these people. He's lying. But We've Chris known him for Jericho, like 30 years. Chris Jericho, just know that these two guys are talking about everybody were marking out when you showed up at PWG. I said yeah. I would slap Chris Jericho in the face when we reviewed the first Skid Row record, and he said that one of the songs on there sounded punk. And I'm like, there's no punk in glam rock. But you marked out when he showed up at P-Dubs. Yeah, because right? he's a good... I like the wrestler. Mm. Oh. What the oh, fuck are we at? I'm trying to... Rhea wins. You Rhea know wins. how Rhea wins? She does the Shawn Michaels spot. But because she's... But she she's got kind of long legs. She comes even closer to skinning the cat, it looks like. Yeah. And then, and and then, then you have Blind Liv. She's trying to beat the... She's yeah. trying to pry Rhea's hands, trying to punch them in her blind fury. I know. But I was Rhea, like, babe, don't do that. Oh, yeah. You know what's sick about... Babe. You know, yeah. you know what's also yeah. sick about Rhea? She eliminated Asuka... Doing a six one nine. She did. I didn't notice that till you, I think you pointed yeah. that out. Yeah, and she eliminated Liv by doing a head scissors. Yeah, where she skinned the cat, grabbed Liv's and, head with her feet, yeah. and then shucked her off to my to my happiness. And Liv as took Liv, a the lame. And then I wrote here, James then crotch chopped Jake into oblivion. Yeah, I was crotch chopping Jake. I was like, yeah, fuck Liv, fuck Liv. <laughs> but it you, was were, you, a, were, you were going so, you were going Jack Harry. It like, was a victory for me because what it shows is that my pe- the Iron Woman, my people who listen to like fucking bands and stuff that don't matter. And the, here's the thing, James, if James sees Liv Morgan, that, that band so matters, he made you if real James mad. sees Liv Morgan in the streets, he cringes. He oh, cringe. I, I'll cringe. He cringe. He cringes at her at her entire existence. It's only because she was anti. If Liv was not, here's the thing. Here's the reality right here. I'm exposing James. It's not that James is a Rhea Ripley fan. It's that he's a fucking Dominic fan. And because Rhea's <laughs> Dominic's mommy, this is why Rhea is cool to him. It's not the fact Jake. that she's this badass alternative wrestler and all that who's like bringing all that out. It's the fact that she's Dominic's mommy. Jake, I don't want to undercut. I don't want to undercut your thing because you're really passionate about it. And I, I really like seeing other people's passion. Here's the thing: James is one person out of eight billion people. 
I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying that this this sweet victory. Just know it's still a victory for me because it's the cheesy. It's the cheesy alt girl. It's the moral good, good victory. For you. It's the good cheesy alt girl that the listens moral to motionless and hey, white. Hey, Jake hey, got hey, the hey. moral victory. Hey, Jake. I don't care if you win in the day. <laughs> Live loss. Look, that's what mattered to me. Live not winning. Look, I'll bow down to you when anyone except a chick that listens to Drain wins the Royal Rumble. Where's the grind? James doesn't even listen to Drain anymore. Nick, you're going on a totally I nonsense. Kn- I know. You're I, trying to like. T- I thought you wanted to keep this quick because you were hungry and you're flat little Tommy. No, I'm Jake's all flat. I'm fat now because that's what Dylan said. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. <Dylan. laughs> Dylan is awesome. Dylan, Dylan rules. And then there was the main event. No, there was Hardy. Oh yeah, <laughs> tell us about the Hardy performance. They didn't actually play. Yeah, they kind of just did the. Top well, they of the gave mops. the illusion that they played, but what they really did was they just played the song and they pretended they were playing. Hey, Hardy sang. Hey, Thomas, what was your insight on Hardy's performance? Oh, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, how was that turd? Oh, that was that was a great dump. Yeah, was that turd a hot or not? Yeah, was that? Oh, that was, that, that was, was that a hot turd? I can tell you my hot. I can tell you my poop earlier was a knot because I missed Cody going in in the rumble. I it's, didn't miss but, anything because I was like, okay, well, there, there's going to be about 20 commercials yes. and Roman Reigns' entrance, and yes. by the time I'm done, they're not even done with the video package. Yep, so. dude, they didn't even have the video package up. No, you just had the Hardy. I think the video package started. I think you got here right as Hardy ended. So, Jake, what do you think of the song? What do you think of Hardy? Yeah, what do you think of Hardy? What Is this do you track know a hot of Hardy? Or not? Yeah. Well, Hardy, funny oh, enough, the bathroom right now while you're talking about Hardy. <laughs> Hardy was going to be a hot or not a few months ago. And oh, wait, was, he's serious. It, it wasn't that song either. You're oh. taking a dump during our podcast? No, I'm taking a leak. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. I wasn't here to see Hardy, and I'm not going to be here to talk about Hardy. You know, that's fine. James will take a leak sometimes during the show, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> so keep going, Jake. Yeah, no, Hardy was going to be a hot or not a few months ago. Um, it was a different song, though. I have to like look it up. It was a single. He, he's good. I like I like I like these genre bending dudes who are just like, yo, I'm gonna do butt rock. I'm a rap. I'm a. Isn't country. everyone a genre bender now? Yeah, you know it's kind yeah. of the thing. Everyone everyone's musically bisexual. And well, I could tell you with the Hardy <laughs> track, I wouldn't call it genre bending. It just sounded like some. It sounded like mm, some butt rock. This honestly, no, I'm what not about gonna... the the country verses? The whole like Jake, I'm gonna be completely honest uh, with you. Uh, you guys did listen to the song. I don't think I think that's when, what happened. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, Jake. When I heard that song for the first time, when they were playing it over the speakers, I had just listened to the new Drowning Pool record. And I thought it was a drowning pool song. Dog, it sounded like the, a drowning pool the song. The verses talking about like like hunting bucks and four trucks. That's not that's not butt rock territory. I that sounds like some butt He's rock. He's talking about the music no. though. Musically. That sounds like some southern butt rock. Okay, see now 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 that that adds a de- extra dynamic of oh southern butt of southern Jake. butt rock. Okay, that that's but not butt rock. Butt rock. In the vent, please. We'll re-listen to the song later, but it is definitely a bender. It's a it's a little bit of a genre bender. All right then, all right then, listeners. It's, it's now time for the for main, the main event. event. For the main event. For the main event. All right, what was the main event this evening? Uh, Kevin Steen versus Joe Anoki. James just died. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, which I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, good host James timed Roman's entrance. It took him five minutes and six seconds to complete his entrance. Speaking of timed, what's the time on this freaking podcast? Uh, has it gone as long as the Rumble? 
the Rumble was four hours. You mean the Rumble match itself? No, no, no. How, how long are we at on, on this cast? Oh, we're at an hour and 37 minutes. Jeez. Oh, cool. We're almost done. James James wants to keep it at an hour 30, but he'll settle for an hour 45. This will be easy. All right. Eight so, minutes. Let's go. So they have the match. and Oh, you on, hungry? No. So going through the I'm match. to go for two hours. Gosh. So they uh, so the matches so the matches is, is is really solid you know uh, honestly like the match is pretty fun they're doing their stuff it's all about the last five minutes of the match and the fifteen post match because fifteen minute post-match. fifteen minute post match because that twenty minute period uh, it was just the death of Kevin Owens so going through the match you know they're hitting each other hard there's a little bit of drama with Sammy not a lot there's a ref spot where the Good ref trash gets if you ask if you ask me about the match. The the structure of the match was Roman does some power spots. Yeah, he's bigger. He is the bigger. He is the stronger opponent. Yeah, while Ke- while Kevin is not. Yeah, but Kevin does a lot more moves. He's uh, having a he's using a more riskier high flying offense oh, on yeah, the yeah. on the super champion he sure took Roman. A high risk, all right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, but then as as like the match digressed, we get a ref bump. We have some like shenanigans with a chair. Roman freaking low bo- low blows. Kevin. It's Kevin right in his Owens. Yeah, yeah, dude. Seriously, hits him right in the Owens. Then he starts doing a gruesome freaking like bump onto a fucking set of onto the stairs. It starts <laughs> with he spears him through the barricade, which is like, okay, we've seen that before. But then he's just fucking absolutely done with saying with 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 Owens because the story with Roman is is you know you know obviously he's just, he's a psychotic evil villain, right? But for the but sometimes but ever since the Sam Houston stuff started really picking up, he's been kind of like funny. Lighthearted? Oh no, he was fucking done. He just takes Kevin Owens' head and just bam slams him. Yeah, slams him on the sharp. Yeah, on the sharp ends of the steps. And the first time we're like, okay, well, Owens covered his over covered the back of his head with his hands. He did it the second fucking time, and it's like, God. Yeah, no, it was kind of fucking brutal. He throws him in the ring, and then there's a spot where Kevin slaps him. Yeah, and then he spears him for the win, and then it's like, okay, cool. But then this is where we get into the death of Kevin Owens, because in fifteen hold on, minutes, hold on, we should rate the match real quick. Well, actually, well, here's the thing about the match. Uh-huh. That thing was like over thirteen minutes. It was nineteen. It was not a nineteen minute match. That's what it said on Wiki. On Wiki, let me look. Let me what? Do it not, dude? I yeah, I like, think it was. It feels like it felt like nineteen 20, minutes. Yeah. nineteen minutes and a quarter. Yeah, it felt like a, it felt like twenty. Dude, it match. just felt like over like ten. Dude. It's, it's moved at a brisk pace. It's the Roman Reigns territory match. It's the very typical, like he kind of does the territory the match. Yeah, I like it's no, it's just right up his wheelhouse. Roman Reigns does very because well, this was almost as long as the, the same Drew type match, of match, but shorter by like three or four minutes. But this felt way shorter than that. This is just Roman Reigns big show match. There's always the outside, you know, the outside spear. There's always just these hallmarks. Yeah, so. but normally there's outside interference. There was an outside interference this time. Yeah, I would actually, get, which is notable. I honestly, I liked it quite a bit though. I would. I would give this match. I don't know if I could give it a four. I would give the match itself. Like if I was giving post angle stuff, this is like this is like four and three quarters. But just the match, I'm gonna give it three and three quarters because I thought that it was a better than average Roman match. Which to be honest, these big mat- Roman match matches are usually really good, pretty good since yeah. he's really come into his heel thing. So I think three and three quarters is fair. What about you guys? I'm go ahead. I was just gonna try to point to one of you guys. 
Yeah, I would go with three and three quarters. I okay. mean, it's it, it was a good match, you know. It, everyone knows that Roman is going to win, so there's not really that suspension of, oh, is Kevin Owens going to win? Gonna there, was a, there was a close call. The stairs, there, there, there were there some close calls. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There was, there, it, was, it was a great match for a match. It was definitely more of a decisive win for Roman than when he fought Drew. Mm-hmm. Because Drew, it's like, oh, he could have fucking beaten him. He'd fucking destroy Kevin Owens. Yeah, I'd say it's, yeah, it's about. He like, said he was going to die trying. It's about a good of a match as you can get when you know that when you know who the winner is going to be going in. Yes, Jake. I think I'm going to go eight eight two because it's like I thought it wouldn't be as high if it wasn't for like the nasty like like um, stair bumps. I yeah. think I think that that boosted uh, that took it out of the realm of like the typical Roman Reigns exactly. like match or whatever. So uh, now th- Roman's just a sadistic bastard. Yeah. Now yeah. Roman's that it was that yeah. moment. It's like he yeah. reminds us like, wait a minute. Oh fuck, Roman's like a really bad guy. Without that, it'd be like a seven point eight, which I guess like if you on the Melter scale, that would be like a three, three and a half or something like three and a half. But uh, yeah, I, I'm bumping it to an eight point two, like specifically because of the gnarly bumps. So yeah, I will say three and three quarters. Definitely really good match. And yeah, no, it was just more of a good character work with Roman just being a psychotic psychopath. Yeah. But now tell us about the post match angle. Christ. So it's gonna sound so it's gonna sound quick when I recap it, but this was drawn out over I think fifteen or so minutes. Maybe it's close to twenty, but at least fifteen. So what happens is Roman starts uh be sorry, uh the 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 bloodline come out and then they all just start beating up on Kevin Owens and the Usos are like laughing and shit as they do it to them, you know, they're punching them and shit. Yeah, and no, they, well, here's the thing, it's just a gang beating. Yeah, they and then they just beating the shit out of like Kevin Owens. But then, then you have Sammy's Zane right there yeah. looking all reluctant seeing what might be his old friend bitter enemy brother internal rivals brother either way but the even Kevin doesn't deserve this fucking unnecessary yeah. beating that he is getting by these fucking shitheads the bloodline the they they punch him a lot the Usos uh slam him with stuff solo jabs his thumb but the key and what Honestly, he started to put this into the, this is just torture territory. Paul Heyman, Mr. ECW, pulls out two sets of handcuffs. They hunk, they handcuff uh, Owens to the ropes. Who, by the way, Owens isn't moving, and he can barely stand. He's only standing because he's suspended by the thing. Yeah, and Kevin's they give dead. him like 20 fucking super kicks to the face. Yep. Like, no joke. I think it had to be like 20. And then, but Roman's not done. He grabs a chair that he had uh, Sammy try to get for him earlier. And he's going to hit him. He's, you know, he's saying a bunch of stuff to him. But then Sammy's like, no, Roman, it's, it's enough. It, it, it's enough. It's done. This is beneath you. He's done. Look at him. He's done. And Roman's like, he tries to hand him the chair. He's like, you know, you're right. I shouldn't do this. You do it. And then Roman rants some more. And then Sammy, he looks like conflicted. Sammy. Yeah, he looks conflicted. Doesn't like, want to do it. I don't want to. There's do no this. need to do it. And he just finally has his relationship with Jay solid. You know, he's always been cool with Jimmy. He was cool. So he's like, you see it. But then Roman walks a little closer to Kevin Owens and Sammy. He's just like, <sighs> What are you talking about? No. Freaking Roman starts shoving Sammy in the face. Well, yeah, he did start doing that. Yeah, he started antagonizing Sammy. And there was a point where Sammy was like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, And literally Sammy's like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck this psychopath. He hits him with the chair. Yeah. Obviously, like undoing all the fucking months of like him trying to like, you know, just trying to be one with the bloodline. And Jimmy's. Just be part of the tribe. Jimmy's angry. Solo's pretty shocked. Paul's pretty shocked. Jay is 
heartbroken. Like he just looks so heartbroken. Sammy and cause Sammy knows he's fucked now, right? He just throws down the chair. He doesn't look at anyone else. He looks right at Jay, Jay Uso. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jimmy blasts him, punches the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, no. Sammy gets him. fucking beat the shit out of. Yeah. But except not by Jay. But not by Jay. He's just standing there, standing there. And eventually he just leaves the ring, head in his hands. He's trying not to cry. He he walks off. And then, yeah, they decimate. And then even Roman is distraught. And it's like, and then yeah. he starts yelling at Sammy. Do you see what you've done with my family? Yeah. Are you see what you've done with my family? He was Fuck telling you. He was saying some real gaslight abuser shit to, to uh, Sammy earlier. He was like, look at this guy. He doesn't care about you. If you want to choose him, go back. You can do more jackass shit. That's what he said. It's like, not me though. I love you. That was a great line. That was a great line. And then and then um Roman, he always comes out with these lays, right? But they're usually kind of like plasticky, metallic one, whatever. He had like real flower lays. And what started this beat before the beatdown, Jay was gonna put it on Sammy. Cause it's like, hey man, you're finally an Uso. But but then Roman takes the lay meant for Sammy. And as the it's so fucking perfect because only wrestling can do this. Very similar to like when Roman won the Rumble in 2014 or whatever it was, or when everyone really turned on him, the crowd starts chanting, fuck you, Roman, as he takes off the lay, whoops, sorry, as he takes the layout flower by flower and just drops him on Sammy, and then the show ends. The show ends with him telling Solo, he's like, all right, Solo, we take no prisoners now. And then the show ends. It was, I got goosebumps talking about it. This is the best storyline they've had in years. The post-match segment is like, it's like 500 stars. It's incredible. It's incredible storytelling. I loved it so much. How about you dudes? What do you think about the post, uh, post-match segment? Oh, yeah. fantastic. Great storytelling. Everybody involved played their part to perfection. You really can't ask for you know, a better way to continue this storyline everyone looks good everyone is over yeah and i think for once all the shitty like iwc people kind of agree and they're like yeah yeah even the people that hated the rumble today were like except for the last segment so <laughs> yeah they built it really well like can confirm melter and alvarez loved it too oh great uh <laughs> the the <laughs> the rock like the rock not showing up i think that they oh know, no. No, 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 no the here, rock not showing here. up let me finish. Hey, can you smell? Let me finish. I think that that is WWE's best like swerve of the day is that there was all this shit. The Rock, Stone Cold. And then they're we like, were saying you that get, as they kept beating up Kevin no, Owens. Really, you yeah. get none of it. But I thought it was funny. I, ju- I just saw this thing right now because they're doing the press conference and then uh, they're talking about The Rock. They're still doing did, the press conference. Did Roman call Sammy an empty-headed dumb fuck? No, but there's this funny line. I was like a little quip at... at um, at the observer because I, I guess they're there and then the uh, observers there. Yeah. And, or, uh, or someone from there is probably is, is there. It looks like watches uh, Denise and uh, <laughs> probably, and he's basically like, all right, well, yeah, he doesn't see the rock showing up and he's like, apparently he can't get in shape in time. Triple H said referencing the uh, F uh, for uh, W online.com is like, that's what you all is like. That's what you all been telling me. <laughs> so he looks pretty jacked. They I just, said it on Jimmy Fallon too. They talked like, about it. He's like, I just saw Black Black Adam the other day. He looks pretty jacked. Uh, but Dude, he, Black Adam's been like freaking done forever. Yeah. yeah. But he basically said, like, long story short, that you know the Rock's pretty busy. If he really wanted to, the Rock would turn every stone to like be there. But he said that the uh, he doesn't see him being there, but that the invitation is open for WrestleMania 40. So you know who knows. 
very weird to potentially not see him at least at like or like you know main eventing like Hollywood. But you know what? Sometimes that's just how it is. Anyways, back to the thing. It was a great segment. It's sick. I am very curious to see how like where they go with this like for Mania, but like because you got because we're three months out now, but you have Cody and Roman for the title, so I don't see them. I don't see them doing. Oh, and this could be a whole other podcast, but I'm just saying like Sammy going for the title triple threat. Maybe they. I feel like they do some sort of like multi bloodline like tag thing or whatever. But ended the rumble very nicely. I think. I think the best way to end this though is. What was everyone's favorite match, or or at least what was the best rumble? Because to me, the women the women took the rumble tonight. Well, actually, James didn't actually give uh, give his full thoughts on the end segment. Oh yeah, yet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do that and then go we'll ahead, give you that. Yes. <laughs> how dare how dare the co-host of the show give his thoughts? Yeah. How dare I like so? Well, obviously, trying to like not repeat what anything that you guys said. All I can think is just moving forward. So we have the triumph return of Cody Rhodes. Cody For Rhodes. sure, punching his ticket to go to WrestleMania to take on Roman. And at the time of the... Like, before tonight, it seemed like Roman had a pretty... Like, a freaking impenetrable fortress, a huge empire. Like, dude, like, the fucking bloodline just seemed fucking invincible. Oh, yeah. But this is the one fucking night where it's like, you know what? Sammy got freaking pushed, and then Sammy pushed back on Roman. And then, like, freaking even Roman, and then you see Jay, he's distraught, and he sees that Roman is just being too animalistic. It's like, dude, why the fuck do I want to be a part of this? And then you can see, it's like, you got one Uso going away, you see Sammy's, like, is, like, freaking now, like, disbanding from, like, the bloodline. So, I have a feeling going into Mania, we're going to get more and more as, like, more of Roman's, like, empire crumbles down on him. Because here's the thing, the bloodline weren't on the same page, like, day one. Oh, no, Like, no. like Roman forced... Roman beat them in the submission. Yeah, Roman beat the Usos in there, and Jay was the one that was rebellious against mm-hmm. them. So you know who's finally sitting there? It's like, you know what? Fuck no. Roman's fucking out of it. Is Jay. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jimmy just sits there, does a the thing, and Solo's there. But you can see Roman's only talking to Solo. Yeah. Like, you don't even, like, watch. I'll bet, like, like going forward, you're going to see Roman start turning on, like, Jimmy, mm-hmm. and, like, going from there. And then once Mania comes... Roman's not gonna have a bloodline to rely on. Because here's the thing about Roman and it, from Cody Rhodes. Yeah, here's the thing. Or about, that's where they turn like completely. But yeah, and that's the thing. It's fucking with the reason why Roman's been fucking champion forever is literally it's the like bloodline. Yes. Yeah, the bloodline helps yeah. win his matches, and then the Roman Empire falls. Yeah, and the Roman Empire <laughs> falls, and we finally, and then we get the friggin' like prince returning to the kingdom, and then finally yeah. get the title that he was always destined to get. Pretty much the and only- then Roman goes to Hawaii for like yeah. six weeks. <laughs> yeah, and, and then Roman can take a good vacation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the only thing I can say about saying before we get to your thing is that I actually like that the Rock didn't come out because I said this about the Rumble too. I liked that. That they didn't like, you know, rely on that cheap pop of the old established actor, the legacy or the big surprise swerve. I like that. You know what? We have these stories and characters. We're going to commit to these stories and characters. Uh, that's one. That's what I really loved. So that's that's pretty much what I have to say about that. And I also just loved how this was the return of like the early days of Bloodline where it was like super psychotic, hyper violent Roman. Also, like pay-per-views that end with cliffhangers like this where like the good guys are beaten down in the ring almost never. 
never. They're like, never good. No one ends up leaving that happy or whatever. But this is or one of those wanting where, to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. But this is what where you're like, ah oh, man, that was lame. I think Raw's gonna this, do a good number yeah, on Monday. <laughs> but but this was kind of one of the rare ones where you're like, oh dude, I'm compelled. Yeah, you got me in. Yeah, totally. And honestly, though, uh, so here's the thing. If I include the post-match segment, I think the best match is technically the main event. Yeah. But honestly, it's I don't know. It's between the two rumbles. Like, like the women's rumble is awesome, but I feel like it had more low moments for me. I think if I had to give an overall general package, despite, quote-unquote, I don't think it's a negative, but despite the predictable, quote-unquote, finish, I might go with the men's rumble just because Cody winning was awesome. There was a lot of great work. And, bro, Fucking Gunther the Terminator. That was awesome. Rhea winning, I'm more hyped about because of what it means and represents for the direction of the company. Yes. But I think that the Men's Royal Rumble was more of a complete package. Cody Rhodes looks like a Final Fantasy character. (laughs) Okay, Jake. So Cody has actual good gear is what you Yeah, he has good gear. Uh, How about you, Thomas? What was your favorite match? Yes. No, I mean, basically took the words out of my mouth. I think that the Bloodline match with uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns was the best match of the night. And out of the two Rumbles, I like the men's Rumble more, almost because of the storyline between Gunther and Cody Rhodes at the end. I think the women's Rumble was more fun, and I'm more happy for Rhea Ripley because I didn't expect Rhea Ripley to win. James carried the women's Rumble, low-key. Uh, excuse me, Liv carried the women's Rumble. <laughs> My, uh, James and Liv. My hatred. My hatred for the character known Dude, as Liv the Morgan. Men's the rum- kayfabe heat. The men's rumble did not have the mist. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> but this is Jake's opinion. But yeah, uh, rumble and match. Which? Yeah, t- women's. Women's mm. was fun. Women's was like energy. And yeah, there was there was a little there there was a a split off rivalry out like off screen. <laughs> you know that that participated in part of it yeah. so it was good it was it was refreshing it was different than the last few rumbles where it's like which girlfriend is david so what's <laughs> <laughs> jake oh, oh, yeah hey jake maybe this is the type of girl you should try to date hey jake maybe this is the girl you should try yeah, to it's date it's mostly the white blondes hey well and then we give thomas all of the yeah thomas gets tamina <laughs> and and fucking uh uh what's her face? Tegan Knox. No, the short the short leprechaun one. Nikki Cross? Yeah. Her. She's not that short. She's short. Well, okay, well, what way. what about non rumble match? Non rumble match oh, obviously main the main event. Actually, are those the only answers? Yeah, that's kinda it. Like <laughs> here's the thing. Men's rumble for me, yeah, main event's great. I prefer the pitch black match over the women's title match. Oof. Mostly because it was just dumb. I can roast it. I can actually talk about I think, it. I just think Bray is better when they lean into that cheesy bullshit. I think it works for him. I just think I think you should go in on it personally. Yeah. Yo, hold on. Hey, I just, I just, homie's like no selling a lightsaber. Well, that's what I mean. That's what that's one of those moments where I was talking to Jake last night where I'm like, bro, it's wrestling. When people are like, oh, the supernatural stuff is shitty and stupid. It's like, bro, it's wrestling. It's the fucking circus. Yeah. So let it be Yo. the fucking circus. Yeah. Oh, I like silly wrestling. I'm just saying it has to be done well. Like, you know, silly wrestling that is shitty then. Wait a minute. It wasn't a fucking lightsaber, James. You're still tripping on that. <laughs> well, I'm not it's a fucking tri- joke. <laughs> I know it's I know it's a joke. I'm I was just kidding. thinking Rhea's the first Australian ever win the Rumble, huh? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. nice. All right, cool. Any other closing statements? Or are we ready to wrap up the show and get some dinner? Oh, yeah, we let's get out. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> listeners, this was the Triple D Radio Show with your host, James and Edward, and special guest host, uh, Mr. Hot or Not, 
Mr. Bone Steel and good roommate Thomas. All right, hope you all have a good one. Adios. Audi. Thank you, Chief.